do not attempt to adjust your settings. We have commandeered this channel and are now streaming our pirate broadcast. This is the pirate stream. Welcome to the pirate stream dialectical dissidents joining as always is Scott Armstrong, Courtney Turner here to discuss some interesting things in the world today. Actually, we got some interesting topics to get into a couple of which I'm not even really immersed in. So I'm excited mm. to get into talking about it. I, of course, I'm going to talk again about an important topic of October 7th that I think is very important to go further through and get the conversation, the insight from both of you and see what you guys think about certain things. I have one new thing to talk about today that is a really interesting development in regard to photo video evidence coming from October 7th where people are finding and somebody discussing and we'll go through it and talk about it. Men who are wearing blue shirts who are alongside Hamas during October 7th, giving directions in Hebrew. I find that to be pretty Mm. relevant, but we'll go through that and talk about what we think it means, whether it may be fake and talk about it all. I think we're going to be talking about the New Zealand whistleblower, maybe even a touch on the Nashville tornado season or whatever it's being called now. (laughs) And, and what we're going to talk about on your end again, it was the. So it's Chan Zuckerberg uh, biohub. So they've been, they started in 2016, but they recently just did a a launch out of uh, university of Chicago they're setting up shop there. They've been doing it in Columbia University, New York, New York, Chicago, and San Francisco are the three places. It looks like they're, there's a ridiculous amount of money that went into this. So Wow. All right. So what we were talking about earlier, anything, anything bio is going to catch my attention right now. So <laughs> yeah. let's definitely talk about it. But, you know, there's so much going on in the world, as we've been saying, you know, in, in a lot of, in every show, in my show, this show, that it's just, there's so many different angles to look at. You know, there's so many different things talk going on right so now many. that are gigantic. That's not like, you know, there's always stuff going on, but there's so many major talk. I mean, even right now, I was just thinking yesterday, I'm going, man, I I haven't even thought about like East Palestine. You know, I, yeah. I had an interview with Shelby in regard to Lahaina. So right. I, that's kind of my mind, but I'm thinking, damn, like that's, that was a, re- to me, per- even just personally, that was a story that was like, they were, it was, it was Flint, Michigan all over again in yeah. its own way. Like they were still suffering and EPA is like, we don't see anything wrong. It was huge. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I haven't even thought about that. So that's kind of the point. It's just too bad. There's so much going on, but I'd, I'd even like to reach out to be like somebody out in East Palestine, reach out to me. I'd like to talk to you. What's going on? You know, <laughs> anyway, what, what, let's, what, what's going on with you guys before we get into some of the, the deeper <clears throat> stories today? What's going on in your uh, lives? Yeah. Yeah, I'm building a house right now. It's been Ooh. really fun. Yeah, yeah. Basically, well, in addition on a house, we're just like building a house. I'm going to learn the whole process, start to finish. Good. The foundation we, we, we up. need you. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like now there's a lot of rebuilding that needs to happen. So nice. I see. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. That's, that's, that's one been of taking those. Up, it's unfortunate because it's been taking up a lot of my time and like a lot of other projects mm-hmm. have been kind of put on the back burner for the next like month or two. But I'm grateful to have the experience and learn yeah. and all this stuff. And so it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd love to learn. I'd love to yeah. know how to, I mean, I, 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 I could be reasonably handy, but in no way could I build a house right now. I'm learning. Oh, big yeah. shout out, big shout out to graveyard pirate, yes. who is uh, the guy that's taken the, taking me on on this project and he's awesome. been a he's been a contractor here in nashville for like 40 years and knows you, you guys have seen him it. we've yeah. talked about the tiny house he's building yep, both on this show guy, yeah. and yeah. on the daily wrap-up yeah, big shout out to him. Cool. So we, we just hang out and listen to like am wake up and and talk conspiracies and build houses it's been pretty that's, awesome that's yeah. awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah well when you talk about like how there's so many topics i mm. feel like that's been a huge I, I think it's partly by design but i feel like it's been a huge problem for me because i'm immersed in so many different research right. projects mm-hmm. right now um so i'm 
I, I'm, I started a radio show, so I've been doing mm-hmm. a couple of my first like solo mm-hmm. episodes, which I know both of you have done and you're really good at it, but oh, that's like you. very scary for me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's scary. Sure. It's, yeah, it's, wild. it's so different. And yeah. it's very different with, especially with radio, because you have a time constraint. Mm-hmm. So it'd be one thing if it was just live and I could just kind of go and I, I tend to be long winded and, you know, like to go really deep. So mm-hmm. things take me a long time. Uh, but this is, it forces me to stay kind of really on track and uh yeah so i've had a couple of different um projects that i've been researching for that and uh yeah and then i've got uh, i'm leaving for uh california i'm doing the reawaken tour and oh, then nice. I'm going to amfest right after and i'm going to stop in la for like a day or two um just to say hi to people but i'm doing two podcasts while i'm there mm-hmm. so um yeah so that should be fun. But one wow. of them is going to be on, which I, I'm, I've just started reading his book. I read it years ago, but I really don't remember it mm-hmm. so long ago. But re- very relevant to the topic you're covering because it was on the, it was called Queer Sinister Things, A Hidden History of Iran. Wow, interesting. interesting. And he covers like Operation Ajax and mm-hmm. a lot of the, the CIA involvement one. in Iran-Contra. And so... Yeah, so I think it's very relevant to what we're, you know, yeah. up against today. Um, it's a dear friend of mine who wrote the book. So, nice. yeah, so I'll get nice. to see him and kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, the the Iranian overlap. Is, Whitney and I just talked about the CTI League mm-hmm. in a recent discussion, and it's just, it's so terrifying to see how this is developing. And whether or not it's like the plan, whatever that might mean to right. you out there, it's obvious that it's so potential. It's the potential for this to be abused and that the individual who's running this, who's got basically the sole ability to bring somebody inside of this, basically in the fold, who then has basically national security mm-hmm. access is somebody who's had a lifelong career individual who's been po- basically the interest of trying to get to war with Iran from the U S perspective in the interest of Israel. Mm-hmm. It's like a stated open dynamic. And it's just so alarming how these people are, like the bottom line of worrying about whether or not we will be taken advantage of in a way as the American people, mm-hmm. where things like whether it's nuclear aspects or cyber attacks or all these different, well, that, that included, which could then become a false flag, which then kicks things off and like kind of going off of the shoulders of what's currently happening. Like, think about if that happened right now. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden we had like this major nuclear cyber attack that mm-hmm. they say Iran did this because of what's going on there. I mean, that's World War III. At this point, like, oh, that's, yeah. all of a sudden, you've got this major ongoing thing. The U.S. will then come forward. I mean, we all see it building. So it just terrifies me. So that's that, that whole topic. If you haven't researched Operation Ajax, there's a lot on the last American vagabond, but it is an Israeli, U.S. government, and you know, more involved false flag that, mm-hmm. that, that took over, took control of Iran, that the Iranians fought back from, and ever since, they've been trying to get it back, right? Five countries, seven Seven countries, five years, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like they've been building towards that forever. And Iran was bad guy the moment that they took back their own freedom. Of course, that's how it tends to go. But yeah. doesn't mean the government's good for that matter. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it definitely does not. <laughs> but um, I was going to say one thing about what you opened with there. But oh, I thought it was an interesting point about you know the idea that if you immerse yourself in too many topics, it's the same kind of problem in reverse. You know yeah. where you're just like feeling like you can't get everything the same. You know because I get I get criticism. I mean we all do no matter you're what. You're the we master do. of that. Jeez. What like, getting like, criticism? Get, no, getting, no, 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 no. <laughs> getting immersed in so many topics, but but then unpacking them. Man. Well, like, but thank you. But see, right now it's it's different. Like with COVID, it's the same for me. I feel like I kind of you know intentionally. I feel like so. you're good I'm at kind of going. Yeah. Yeah, I feel and like I'm you're like really good at that. I I tend to be. I can hyper focus when I hyper focus, mm-hmm. but I've. And I've always been this way. I used to get in trouble for it in school. I'm much more of like a, 
uh, interdisciplinary kind of thinker, mm-hmm. I, I associate. So for me, it's really about, I go very, I'll go very deep, but then it's about how does that tie to other things? Yeah, right. Exactly. I really feel like things are so interconnected and just, that's really just how my brain works. I don't really understand the full context of something, no matter how deep I go mm-hmm. until I step out. And I see how it ties into a bigger picture. Right. Well, that's a certain kind of intelligence that not everybody, like just being able to stand back and even just asking, first of all, but seeing in the moment, like you're mm-hmm. drawing parallels to other yeah. things that aren't normally connected. And that's what people turn into these shows for, for the most part. You well, know? I have a, uh, oh, sorry. Go no, on, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say a really, really short, funny story about that though. I, I had a tutor when I was two years old and we, we read the Bachar children series. Bachar children, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, I used to, I would tell her like, I think this is how the book is going to end. And she, she told me that like, I, that one of my talents was pattern recognition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what I was just saying, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I thought it was so funny in hindsight, because I thought about that recently. I'm like, so I was destined to be a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah, Right. Or what they name conspiracy theorists, their their worst enemy, someone who sees the problem went for, you know, but that's like, that's a huge element of the classic uh, intelligent IQ tests, right. the pattern recognition is a huge mm-hmm. part of it. People tend to think it's uh, just math and it's not like school stuff. Yeah. It's more about like recognizing things that people can't see. Interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's yeah. talk about things right. that people aren't seeing. Right? Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly what we're doing today. Um, well, so I was, I actually, first I wanted to just start with this. I wanted to give a quick shout out to something Derek was doing or is doing, and we plan on doing in general. And I, I wanted to talk about uh, what what he's about to be doing. And this is important. He's going to be going e- either way, by the way, whether or not we get more funding for this, Derek is going to be going to, um, I think it was San Francisco, to cover the fluoride trial, which if you guys haven't seen it, the col- which I should probably bring that up, the culmination of it. It's been ongoing for years. The mm-hmm. report they've been putting out, which by the way, has already leaked. The evidence already shows fluoride is hurting people. Yeah. Like th- that's what they're already trying to suppress because it already leaked out. And it's like, think about how wild it is. They're dragging their feet. Uh, uh, Levine, Rachel Levine, Rachel of Levine. all people being the yeah. one that literally put her finger on it. No, hold that. Probably because of somebody else. But the point being that they know this is hurting your children and they're making sure as long as they can, they keep it going. <laughs> it's just so grotesque how obvious it is today. And we've known it for so long. I mean, it's yeah. literally like a, a, a waste byproduct. Yeah. It is they, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Industrial yeah. waste. Industrial waste. <laughs> I, I they, mean, it, this yeah. is like the canola oil story. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Which you covered well. And w- w- one thing, one thing that uh, is important is that they made the, like the one the way it framed the best is that they, somebody put it this way. I forget who it was that if basically now we have to pay for it to be put in our water, if they didn't trick us into doing that, they would have to pay to dispose of it. Exactly. Oh, right. And it's like, yep. that's where we are. And that's a real, that's the reality of it. Yeah. I'll include those afterward. I, I'll make sure I include those, but Derek has been doing really great work yeah. on the entire thing for a long time he's probably got 14 different articles posted now they have they dragged their feet on this they got it delayed and this was all during covid they used covid as an excuse the zoom trial the judge finally came in and said we're putting it back we're going to do this in person to some of their frustration and so he's going to go and cover it and, and make sure it hopes that this actually culminates which will be important whether they reveal it and nothing changes which is crazy or they reveal it and it's a big story he wants to be there because he's been one of the only people covering this so my point is we're doing this give send go because it's going to be a long trip the airline the flight the the stay he wants to be there for the full two weeks and I, we're going to make that happen either way so if you'd like to support us in doing that here's the uh, the campaign will be in the show notes That's amazing so I'd like to start with this. This is really interesting. Now I'm not familiar with this person or this account or the the Substack. I wanted to look at the video itself and just kind of talk about this in general. The bigger topic 
that we're going to just, I'd like to just hash out with you guys, just even for you know, 10, 15 minutes on your thoughts on this, is whether or not you think, to what degree or in general, what happened on October 7th and whether or not this was a false flag of sorts, whether that is a completely orchestrated Israeli controlled from top to bottom event or a lie hop as it's described, mm-hmm. you know, let it happen on purpose event or not involved at all. Like what to what the spectrum, what you guys think about that. And you don't have to get in. If you'd like to answer now, go ahead, but I'll, we can go through this and kind of talk about what we think. Why don't we just start with that? Like where, what's your gut instinct about this right now? Mm-hmm. Based on th- th- just this, what I'm showing right now, the New York times recently reported that they did know about the plan more than a year ago. Right. We've got the IDF members all along the area that for months before we're going, we see them. They're doing it. They're planning it. And they said, if you keep bringing it up, we're going to bring you to trial. Direct quote. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Right. People like Efrat Fangenson still reporting to this day as an IDF intelligence former, you know, she they're they'll they'll tell you they're not really ever former. The reservists, most right. of them all go to the military. She's telling you that this is just not possible. Eight hour windows. 15 checkpoints while they have a provable checkpoint that was there to meet the people from the festival mm-hmm. like this. None of this adds up. So whoever, what, what do you guys, what, whoever wants to start, what do you think? What's your gut? You want to go Courtney? Or sure. Okay. I, I mean, I, I think that there's no way they didn't know mm-hmm. I and mean, that they're one of the strongest intelligence forces in the world. There's At least that's the narrative. I agree with you, yeah, but it's people I, are questioning that today, right? right? <laughs> I, I think there's no way they didn't know. Yeah. I think where I would hesitate to say that this was a fully like, uh, Israeli intelligence operation. I see this as a little bit more of a uh, a dialectical pole, mm-hmm, and I see mm-hmm. them working more in conjunction with a larger apparatus. Uh, I think there's a, a very strong initiative to push us into on one a one world governing body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and, that large, like Great Reset kind yeah, of direction. Okay, and that's really where I think this is coming from. These plans. I, I don't know about October seventh specifically. Um, I think that's just like an incident. They they tend to, you know, kind of throw darts and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. So I think they have lots of different plans in the work, but they're all uh, aimed at creating this type of chaos that will foment their, essentially, the. I think it's, you know, their dialectical aims. So mm-hmm. I just don't, they... I, I bring up this book all the time. I know I've brought it up on the show, but the uh, Ion Ratu, mm-hmm. uh, Milner Fabian conspiracy, because he outlined it very well. I mean, he really talked about the Fabian, uh, you know, design of, you know, the Zionist movement early on. And then he talks a lot about the Islamification of Europe and the West and how that was planned mm-hmm. in order to stoke dialectical tensions. And I, that's kind of what I see playing out now. Mm-hmm is that they're playing both sides. Now, of course, it's not like they're all aligned. And this is, I think, what throws a lot of people off mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, but, you know, like Soros doesn't always play ball with G and like, you know. Or that there's ever one obvious plan or like they're all always in the same page. Right. Like it's never that and simple. And they're not. Yeah. Well, because you're also, you're talking about, in my opinion, kind of psychopaths who totally. are lying for and power. screw each other over at the that <laughs> bat of an eye. <laughs> right. Like, so, I mean, they, they want to be, they want to be the ruler of the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes their interests align because they need to create this centralized body, but they, who's going to be in charge of that is not always a, in agreement. So, yeah. And and I think that's the same thing at play here is that, you know, of course, not all of them were uh, pro-Zionist, not all of them were uh, pro-Islamic. But what they did see was that a lot of them saw that the uh, Islamic movement was very aligned with a lot of their goals for, uh, you know, instituting a lot of 
tyrannical measures. Mm -hmm. And they, so it served their interest to align that way. And right. then, of course, there were the people who were uh, more in favor of Zionism. But one thing they really did seem to see uh, <laughs> was that it was a great dialectical poll. Totally. And, and, be, and both using have, religion to drive extremism and exactly. drive control. Yeah, and same then thing. For them, it wasn't about religion at all, but because it encompasses the religious narratives, mm -hmm. then they can increase the heightened passions, which are going to make, which is going to increase the number of useful idiots. And I don't mean that to be pejorative, mm -hmm. uh, but just people who are going to buy into the narrative in a very passionate way that they're willing to defend it at all costs. Right. Because it's tied to something that is so much greater than anything they can fathom. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good points. Good points. Well, I mean, I haven't really fully decided whether it's like, you know, a full blown false flag, if it's a let it happen type of situation, or if it was completely organic. You know, one of the things that really stands out to me, mm -hmm. and we saw this so much with the Ukraine situation too, is that so much that gets reported initially as like, oh, this horrible atrocity or this horrible thing happening, you know, it immediately or within a very short period of time find out that that's just completely fabricated false mm -hmm. you know made up and it's like which happens in almost every war. exactly exactly, both sides, exactly. Usually. Yeah. War yeah. propaganda but, but it's like you know things like that that are then getting pushed out mm -hmm. you got to look at what agenda is that serving right? right and so what agenda is this false information serving and so much of it came out to justify what had happened that or like the, the the response like israel's response so much of the atrocities that came out to justify israel's response turned out to not be true you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like where's all this coming from you know what i mean and so so that's where i look at it it's like okay who's who's benefiting from this you know mm -hmm. like right. who's Always, benefiting yeah. from this and right. who's benefiting from the lies and then the action that that is resultant from the lies you mm -hmm. know what i mean and so it's tough to say who's benefiting right now but i love courtney's point where it's like you know this is serving a larger agenda this is like driving the world closer to war or maybe they saw the writing on the wall that you the ukraine situation was kind of had ran its course yeah, yeah and it's like we need a new we need a new global conflict and and now this is just creating such a weird divide and, and even back home here mm -hmm. it's another factor that's dividing everybody you know and, and traditionally people that it's it's creating new divisions you yeah, know what i mean like the middle the new, of the COVID, new yeah. intersections mm -hmm. where it's like you have now people like you know kind of aligned with like uh like now just like calling out israel who are like you know now now i you know people that are calling out israel are finding themselves who are like okay so for example like you know, I might call out Israel for some of their stuff. And now I'm saying the same thing that a lot of these like left leaning right. media outlets are right. saying. So it's like, it's like we, we've all kind of shifted in a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. really, really interesting how that's <laughs> well, worked before out. Before you too. say your point, it's the same thing. You have the element of like the right yeah. that, that, you know, it, it's like you said, it's like the, the COVID, we found all these alignments. Yeah. Like we were all yeah. like weird. We're yeah. at different party lines, but we all see the problem. Yeah. They were like, perfect. Yeah. Right down that middle. Yeah. They, they just or, buy, you have the people on the right who are, who were screaming. These are all people trying to kill us all who are yeah. now supporting those same people yeah. because they feel you know, aligned with the yeah. Israeli narrative. It's, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, really quick, just real quick, yeah. it's like the Babylon Bee, for example, like they're so good during COVID, like so hilarious. And now they're just like pure, like they're like, well, like isn't like that a subjective like, thing though? Right. Like, because yeah, you, yeah. like we see them, like they're doing the thing they do. And yeah. we, now we have changed. I know exactly. what the topic is. Exactly. And so they, you know, it's, it's exactly. and I'm just like, I see like their <laughs> Babylon Bee stuff. I'm like, Oh my God. They're like, it's like, but I agree with you. Like, yeah, well, see, they just think that they're being pithy about yeah. the narrative. They think that, you know, I, yeah. I think they're completely wrong with what they're yeah. saying, right? Yeah. It's interesting, though. It's, it's really it's weird. It's the same thing that we, we will shift 
or like rather we'll be saying like a consistent converse have a point about something and because the topic of focus for the two-party paradigm shifts whoops all of a sudden we are now the ones that have shifted place and we're like we're still yeah. saying the same thing exactly, right? exactly. It, it all happens like yeah, that but yeah, it's yeah. interesting it's like it's like with alex jones where like he was like the, the hero back when he was calling out george w bush and the iraq wars and stuff yeah. and now like now he's been saying the same message the whole time like anti-globalist this and that right but kind now of, kind of, okay well, yeah, not, know, I'm just yeah, using, lately not as much I'm just, I'm just, yeah. okay okay but i'm just using yeah, I'm look just what he was saying about israel after 9 11 and look at what he's saying today okay fair <laughs> enough fair very enough. different okay fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Uh, well that that's a whole nother topic whole but nother i just topic. wanted to address yeah. what you were saying because in terms of the dialectical poll this is exactly what i'm saying is that so now they're able to get the far <laughs> left and the far right to both align on this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting and, yeah and i i think that's part of their initiative i think that's part of the plan mm-hmm. yeah and and of course what is the ultimate agenda in both of those is it's really going to you're going to achieve a sublation which is what they they want they want to overthrow the whole you know the whole like pillar of western civilization which is founded on you know judeo-christian and you can argue i know people say that's like a geopolitical construct judeo-christian but i'm just saying the values that Mm -hmm. i mean that i think that's that's incontrovertible that that Mm. this country was founded upon that a lot of western civilization was founded upon Mm -hmm. and ultimately they if they can overthrow if they can create enough of a schism between jews and christians they can get them to fight each other and Uh, ultimately overthrow both and i think that is their goal so they can usher in their one moral religion which yeah. looks like it's going to be an ai god a cyber oh yeah that's what they seem That's, to be presenting there we go right. yeah <laughs> so, well, what's interesting is you know like it's like saying that be, just because we know that the two-party paradigm is an illusion mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there aren't people who are republicans and democrats oh, yeah, right yeah, so that's what you're saying is that's it exactly definitely that there are people that believe or even saying that like the divide and conquer which is always a, a reality yeah. it doesn't mean that like for instance saying that they're using the extreme aspects of islam and the extreme aspects of zionism or well, I, I have plenty of zionism is extreme but my point is i guess you could say the same people have the opinion about all of islam and maybe yeah. i'm wrong there fair I enough i don't think sides. so well but my point would be that you could point out and i'll make the same point reverse i just think it's more extreme and on one side and it's actually a smaller group in my opinion but that you have it doesn't mean that there aren't good people that are oh. palestinians or israelis or muslims and jews or in islam yeah, or in zionism being exploited right that, that's why exactly I say useful idiots exactly and they're people like blamed. Biden, for example, are somebody like is acting as a Zionist Christian, which, in my opinion, is completely contradictory. Like it doesn't even like because if you listen to Zionist discussion points for as long as it's been around, they don't have a very high opinion of Christians, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting overlap. But my, to your point, I think it's interesting how it's always that's what we're always trying to discuss here. It's not yeah. like one right versus the yeah. wrong. It's that all of these sides and it is the manipulators of, through Zionism of Judaism. It's the manipulators of Christianity mm-hmm. or rather it would be of, you know, so say Americans through Christianity yeah. or any number of these things. And it's everywhere. And it's it important is. to see that. Right. And so there's a huge I, I actually think it's a literal active measure operation that's occurring with, using just religion in general. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm seeing Christian nationalist movement. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing I, I'm seeing a huge target at the, you know, the, the Christian right are being targeted very heavily with psyops right now. And, and to make the same point does not mean that Christians then are bad, right? It just no, means that and using, I mean, I know a lot of right. people who have bought into it who are wonderful people. Right. Um, you know, and I yeah. And I. I absolutely want Christians to stand in their faith and defend their position. That that's not what I'm saying. Same at all. goes for Muslims and being, Jews and absolutely. right everything. Right, oh, just, sure. just to make the obvious point that someone's going to go, well, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just no, funny how we have to not, qualify everything. I know. These days. <laughs> it's not about like one group being better than the other. It's that I'm what I'm seeing are little 
literal active measures. You know, it's one, I think we brought this up before, but I feel like, you know, as growing up, I, I always hated that I was always left out of all the cliques and I was never mm-hmm. part of any group. But uh, as I've gotten older, I realized like that's my personality, but it's also in a way it's a, it's a strength because I'm able to, as an outsider, kind of see how all the groups are being, what, not even necessarily manipulated, but like what they're driving towards. And when you see them start to echo things, I mean, that's part of just being a group. But when you see them start to echo things, you can start to see also what strings are being pulled. Mm -hmm. What are these mass line (laughs) actions that they're following? And, you know, because I'm not necessarily in any of them, I kind of have a little bit of a outsider perspective. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So bringing this back to what we're going to discuss here, you know, it's what my opinion of this specifically in this concept is, you know, that we can see how this has, like, for instance, the funding of Hamas. I mean, it's not even like, like, since I say that, I'll just bring that up first. One of these examples of, uh, where was it? I thought I had it open. Well, you know, the, the, the evidence around the funding, that's so strange. Let me just grab it real quick, I guess. The, the information around how uh, Netanyahu's admitted this and Haaretz even posted this right after October 7th. Here, there it is. <clears throat> Where it just simply says anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering and transferring money to Hamas. Just right out of it and says this is our strategy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2019. They posted this two days after their 9-11, mm-hmm. as they put it. All right. So even Haaretz is coming out and going, well, look... <laughs> You can't talk about this without expo- without making it clear that if you're going to blame anybody, blame the government that funded the group that they're using to divide the Palestinians. And, you know, you could obviously blame Hamas. They committed some of these crimes. The point being is that then so too is Netanyahu guilty or all of Likud or all of the Knesset, right? They, they allowed this to happen. And it was a public strategy, at least amongst the government. So to, t- to discuss this, we have to think about it in a larger sense. And to, to say my my standpoint, which I don't think is very hard to... People you probably know. I think it's undeniable at this point. I think that we have enough evidence to show that at least this was a lie hop kind of a thing, that they let this happen for any number of reasons. Or you could even flavor it a little differently and say, well, maybe there was a division, which we kind of what we were just talking about, even within their party, which we know that there is. There are people that can't stand Netanyahu, most of Israel, by the way, but inside the government. And so maybe they were going, let's let this happen or let's let's manipulate the situation to blame this on Netanyahu. We've seen this kind of thing in other governments in the past. Mm-hmm. So my point is, with all the evidence we have, a year ahead of time, according to the New York Times, they had the report. Egypt told them ahead of time. That's also different. The IDF members that were there watching, seeing things, trying to report it, being told to basically shut up about it, mm-hmm. right? Un- and it- incredible failures of, ele- of technology. I mean, everything about this. So then we go further, though. So if we know that we we could argue all day long logical reasons why they might have let this happen. One of which is obvious, which even Haaretz and Times of Israel have been calling out for years, which is that Netanyahu in particular has a habit of using war on Gaza to bolster his political standing. Mm-hmm. That's been covered by Haaretz many times. So that's one of them. That maybe he did this not expecting it to be as much as they did, or maybe they took more advantage of something. Like, see, there's all these levels to this. So we should. We, I, the point is, we don't know for sure what the real level is. I think at this point, I'm willing to say that I think it's factually undeniable that this was something they were involved in. Sort of like a 9-11 level of this where they, or rather I would say more specific, like a Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. where you can see that they at least let it happen, maybe more than that. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to, and so let's, let's just look at this first, and then we'll go through the rest of the evidence about, you know, how 
other things like you were speaking on the atrocities that have been proven false, even according to Haaretz or the shooting of their own people and what that might mean. But let, let's take a look at this video. Now, again, this is somebody who I'm not familiar with. I saw the information. I just wanted to discuss this point because I have seen this discussed elsewhere. And here is the. Um, oh, no, this is the page. Excuse me. This is the here's the sub stack. So you guys can read this for yourself. Now, there's other things discussed in here, by the way, which I actually disagree. Oh, I had highlighting. I guess it went away. Eh, well, interest of time that they discuss in there that I'm kind of like, well, you know, I don't agree with that, you know, mm -hmm. so just hear me on that. This is not like I'm endorsing everything they're doing, right. but let's go through and look, look at what this says. It is in subtitles. <laughs> so what he's saying is mercenaries in blue shirts that you can see. And these, you could find these videos on all sorts of other October 7th, you know, just these, there's a lot of this video uh, data circulating right now. And he's saying, don't hurt them in Hebrew. Okay, so it's a boy about 10 years old, an Arabic. It's the video with the man in the blue shirt. The most popular that you'll see online. Let's analyze it. You can clearly hear someone speaking Hebrew, which in and of itself I find really interesting. Which, by the way, to point out, that's, that's possible maybe intentionally to just manipulate and lie and pretend like we shouldn't put it past Hamas from carrying out some kind of an act to blame on Israel, right? That's all obviously possible. But with all of the other evidence that that's, you know, when, it, when you wait it, it's like, okay, this lines more up with the idea that maybe they allowed this to happen, you know, that kind of a thing. And he's, and so basically the guy goes, what do I want to do with this 10 year old kid? And the person in Hebrew says, no, let him go. That's, that's the main point to start. <laughs> I asked somebody who, you know, speaks both Arabic and Hebrew, and that's, you know, aside from this being altered by somebody, that is what it said, and that's what it sounds like. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can also hear Hebrew with a Jewish accent, he claims. Right? So this is another person who, you know, basically just adding more to it. M16, these are all his, you know, putting out these points that he's seeing that he thinks add to it. Either a skull, one of the symbols, or one of the organizations he belongs to. Saying just a white, a white person. Here's like, looks like an Ashkenazi. Here's the magnification. Corona face mask. Just the next one in general. I mean, that's really important, ultimately. You know, we can just discuss this. But he goes over a few other examples of the same kind of thing. This one's more of a, you know, I guess his point is the blue shirt, but I think what's more important is that these are people that appear to be white Hebrew speaking individuals that were alongside Hamas. So, and really, just the interest of time, since we've already gone for 30 minutes, it goes over a few more examples, as you can see, just more of this same kind of thing where you get these examples of them doing this. So first of all, what do you take, what do you make of that? What do you think of that? I find that to be pretty interesting. Mm. What do you think? Mm. So what we're showing here is. But what, what was the allegations that these are like Israeli people that are helping Hamas people? Is that what, is that what it's That's showing? Whatever, whatever okay. you took from the okay. point is we're looking at video that was taking place inside okay. of Israel on October 7th okay. with Hamas members, which somebody that is a white person speaking okay. in Hebrew that just is interestingly a point yeah. that adds to the larger information, which again, that's why I started with the idea that yeah. what do we think this is? And so They're probably CIA. A, a ma that too. Those, those CIA that too could be sure. any number of things. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Do I just right. think it's interesting. Yeah. Uh -huh.
I don't know. I mean, to me, I, I feel like I don't have enough context. Yeah. It's like it's one guy and, you know. Well, the point is that, see, that's, that was the point of the conversation. Yeah. Is that we already have a good sense about how much evidence is being right, falsified, know, lied I, about. And I would just be projecting onto that. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's what I mean. what, what's your opinion about what that might mean? If that's, yeah. I find it interesting. I just thought it was another data point that I'm sure mm-hmm. is going to flesh out as we sure. go forward on something that I think is already, in my opinion, a provable lie. Right. So the additional data point I find very interesting. Right. And yeah. the, the in, going through the sub stack in general, there's source materials, links that we right. can check and anything can be falsified. So the point is that if we're seeing well, somebody it, not to me, it's not even necessarily about falsification. It just looks like it's a it's a out of context slice. So I just don't have like a right well, scope of what that was all about. It's to me, it doesn't. It's not evidence necessarily of anything. That's indicative of anything. Well, well, it really definitely is. It's not proof of anything. It's definitely evidence. But my point is it's a a longer video that you could watch, and it shows a lot more information. I just kind of briefly gave you the point. But whatever. The point. I'm just telling you that from my perspective, Mm -hmm. looking at that, I don't feel like I have enough information to make an assessment on what the bigger picture is. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, so just for the people, in case I wasn't clear enough, this is the video of during October 7th, where people were going into Israel proper. There's a, mm-hmm. there's an endless amount of video of people, you know, where we're being shown the, all the allegations, which I'll go through briefly next. This is one of them. And this is an image of a person with a blue shirt who What's is a white person who's speaking in Hebrew. What's the significance of the blue shirt? That he's just yeah. noting that there's multiple examples oh, okay. of people in blue shirts okay. where they're speaking Hebrew that I find that to be quite That's interesting. True. And w- like anything else. Can I just give like an analogy that might mm-hmm. give you context to sure. why I can't make a, like an assessment based off this? Just really quickly, oh, yeah. to be clear, I, like I said, I thought the, the, yeah. this is not meant to prove anything. Right. This is just a data point that I yeah. thought it'd be fun sure. to discuss on top of everything else. Go ahead. No, I, I get it. But I just like look at January 6th, right? Mm-hmm. And these people were all dressed and had the whole, the the cadence and the, you know, they, they gave, they evoked the sense of being Trump, Trump supporters. Oh yeah. And it was at this point, I think we have enough evidence to indicate this was clearly a staged FBI oh, yeah. kind of Absolutely. operation. Yeah. Right. So, but if you looked at it, you're like, Oh, well, these guys were Trump supporters. There's a mm-hmm. cute shaman. And, you know, so you, it looks like you have information that would point you in one direction, but, that when you look deeper at the story and you have right. a bigger, so content. could it be a lie? Of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's in the beginning, right? Yeah, it definitely exactly. could be. It so could be I, false. That's all I'm saying. So, so for me, that's kind of I just don't know. Hmm? Yeah. yeah, fair enough. It's like it's one data point. It's interesting, but it just doesn't give me enough to make a. Well, gee, I thought you guys had a lot more fun talking about that, but oh, I guess yeah. we we'll just move on. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just thought that was very interesting personally. Um, well, so here, here, let me just go through some of the things that. Um, that we're, I was going to just go through in general on this. So okay. my, so my point in general was just that yeah. I find it interesting. This is a new point that's bubbling up mm-hmm. that we're seeing evidence of not proof of evidence of people that were there speaking Hebrew inside, which as I said, could be anybody, mm-hmm. but I, you know, with all of the other evidence, it begins to add more possibility that this was something that was not just, that's kind of why I started like that. Not just like, we'll allow it and hope we get what we want out of it, but possibly driven and guided by people inside of foreign or in this case, intelligence which and, I, I find very I, interesting. I would say that i you know my as i said from the beginning i do think that there's you know the that intelligence was involved mm-hmm. I, I don't think this was just a you know it, it could have been a let it happen but either way i don't think it was a shock to them i don't think that this right. was just some right. sort of and that's kind of why yeah. i found that to be interesting yeah. you know is that that, that it very it well may be that they were just somebody who was you know basically guiding it and right. w- th- which would even add a lot more to the point of 
you know, if they're funding Hamas right up until, which by the way, we know went well past 2019. So funding Hamas, not just supporting or helping or hoping, but literally sending money, which means arms, right? They were literally giving them money that they could buy arms with, or I argue giving them arms. And so that interesting dynamic gets added to, if that's the case, that means that Hamas would then be aware of that. It's some level of their in- institution. So then that would make sense that they'd be in some way collaborating. I just, well, that's interesting. The CIA and Mossad created Hamas. I mean, right. There you go. I actually exactly. have this right here too. You guys can read. I haven't seen this one before. I was okay. reading it today. I love Swiss policy research. I think it and would do, do really good Hamas during COVID. The, the etymology of the word, it means violence. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I haven't looked it up actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, or you could talk about what, you know, the Israeli secret uh, intelligence service, which is what they call themselves, which stands for ISIS. So it's kind of like this right, interesting yeah. dynamic, but what this is, a. Uh, uh, just a, a good breakdown. They published an October from Swiss policy research, which just goes to what your point mm-hmm. was. And there's a lot, and it includes that quote from him and a bunch of others from their people. And it goes into th- the same way that I've kind of put it. I argue that Hamas as an entity was at some level existing before. And, you know, it's certainly possible from whole cloth. They were created by Israel. I wouldn't even dispute that, but that I think you could prove that they were present mm-hmm. and then very, they were immediately they were used by Israel. So I yeah. still say they created them, right? They, yeah. the sense that we know them as well, they today, made them into what they are today, which yeah. then we're, yeah, I agree. Right. They created them in the sense that they, the, you know, the I entity agree that there was like a proto Hamas right. entity that existed. Definitely. That what their, their embodiment today has been created by them would be the best yeah. way to say it. Right. And so it says, uh, where was it in here? But not just Israel. It was CIA. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Or together. even I would argue probably more Western intelligence as well, too. Right. Totally. But so I'll, I'll you guys read this. The important part is to re- to know that mm-hmm. before October 7th, Israel was ha- was sending money to to Hamas mm-hmm. with the intention of keeping it basically destabilized between the West Bank and and Gaza. They wanted the Palestinians in West Bank to support Fatah. They wanted the Palestinians in Gaza to support Hamas. They wanted this to be the excuse they used to continue to not make a two-state solution. That mm. was also a quote from Netanyahu. That's just important, right? Yeah. So on this, on the point of that, though, so to add to the, the larger picture, in case you haven't seen all of this, Propaganda & Co. just uses the image. It's easy to point at, but we have the article right here right. where the, even Haratz has now come out. And their title is the Hamas massacre led to the spread of horror stories, not all of which happened in reality. So not only do we have the evidence that they were aware of this, chose not to act or possibly were a part of it. We now have the evidence post that like right away within the first week that they immediately stated uh, numerous, as you were pointing out, Scott, these atrocity propaganda points that have all been walked back by the IDF apologized to by the, by the media, even CNN. And now we've got mainstream mainstream media in Israel saying these weren't true. Things like the 40 beheaded babies, the woman with her baby being cut out of her stomach, the woman, the baby going in the oven, all of these different things. And this is just one of those examples mm-hmm. where he points out right here. Um, the one is, oh, excuse me, I actually grabbed the wrong one. And it's, this was just about the testimony and the rape allegations. But mm-hmm. this is the one right here that I was referring to. Eli David continues to. Oh, I don't know if you saw this, but I didn't actually mean to bring this up. But this this was a very sad story. Um, Rafi, Rafat al Rear, who was a, a, an intellectual a professor, I believe, in Gaza, was just recently targeted and killed by Israel. And that's been, there's even corporate media has now started to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 he basically made fun of this allegation about a baby in an oven. And Eli David, after he was killed, by the way, called this out and, and, and basically said, remember this evil and, and basically praised that he was just killed. Mm-hmm. The point was that story's false, even according to Haaretz, mm-hmm. where it says right here, let's see. It was not true. 
record is. So it's just simply talking about the most of these. Um, oh, it's the next one. Well, here's the here's the thing. So I have to make you guys wait. Another story that circulated a few weeks ago was particularly harsh and extreme. The president of this told about a baby who was put in an oven, burned to death. The bottom line is even the Daily Mail has broken this down. The story is also not true. This whole article is about things they're talking that aren't true. And so it's just so sad, right? So they had to lie about a lot of these allegations for what? That was your point. Mm -hmm, What's mm -hmm. the benefit there? And I think that makes sense that it's because this was a manipulated event and this was something that they wanted to create in the minds of people that this is what happened. Right. And that's not even remotely to say that there wasn't crimes. We can prove there were crimes. Mm -hmm. Right. They kidnap people, all sorts of things. I'll include the breakdown that um, Jason Bassler just put out in my discussion around the rape allegations, which is more and more continuing to show that there's no provable evidence. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. At this moment, there is no provable evidence, according to even their forensics teams. That's what's important. They said that they didn't have anything. The window was passed. I'll include the article for you to read. <clears throat> and these were just the ones that I used to make those points before. The idea that there's, you know, two gray zone articles, Bond Weiss, all showing you the same article, the same information coming from the IDF, coming from different places that they aimed at and shot their own people. And here's the Haretz telling you the same thing. Also hit the people at the festival. <clears throat> and then here, but if you haven't seen this, by the way, this is uh, Intelligence Finance Committee meeting where one, no, her name is Noam Dan, still has family held in Gaza that said in front of Netanyahu, we know for sure that three people were killed by our fire three hostages. And the discussion is that they have people that have now come back from Gaza that said, we watched our people get killed by IDF bombings. That mm. said their most, their trauma they experienced the most was because of these bombings. And that's not IDF saying what they said. That's them speaking to public media well after they've gotten home and said that people have permanent hearing damage because of the bombings. So it's like, it's, I just, what's your thought on that actually, guys? I want your opinion on this in regard to the bombing of where these people are held. How do we pretend that they care about these hostages? If they're continuing to explicitly bomb where they know they're held, and even the people that are in, in Israel are saying, what about our families? We want a ceasefire. Bring our mm -hmm, families back. That's mm -hmm. the predominant leading conversation right now. I mean, what do you think about that? Isn't that just why? I, I've been asked that from the very beginning. How can they pretend they care about these people if they're bombing where they might be held? And now they're claiming they killed some of them. Well, I mean, it's disgusting. The first thing that comes to my mind is like you were covering it too in one of your shows where it's interesting how like, you know, they do release some of the 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 host, like the Hamas. Let's see. What is it? No, the Israeli hostages get released by Hamas. And I say, actually, yeah, they treated us really good. It was awesome. Pretty much. They don't want they don't want those stories getting out. Right. right. <laughs> you know, well, so. for the record, every single one of them that has spoken on the record after they come out, have come out and said, you know, not, they were kidnapped. And that's disgusting. And that's a crime. Yeah. They came out and said we were treated fairly. We got food, you know, and so on. And the only stories we've gotten about people saying that they weren't are coming through the IDF, through somebody, other family member, which I'm saying maybe it's true, maybe, but it's yeah, amazing see. that every yeah. time they get anybody that was there, they say the opposite. Yeah. It's just like these stories are blowing my mind that people are still kind of just buying along with the narrative. It's yeah. nuts. I mean, you know? I don't know. But otherwise, I don't know why they would. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You have any thoughts? I mean, I, I think it's, you know, that they're choosing to bomb an area where they are. I mean, I think that's pretty clear, right? That they don't see. I think it shows that they're secondary caring about the people that are there. You mean, that, that who's secondary caring about Israel's that? bombing where they know hostages are held. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think that the government <laughs> cares. I mean, right, that, right. that was my point from the beginning. I just think that it's not a one-sided thing. I think mm -hmm. this is a collusion between governments and parties and intelligence. Um, and it, I, I don't think there's concern for the people. I mean, if there was Sad. concern, the people have been totally exploited. I mean, even, you know, I know I don't want to spend too much time on this because we discussed it last time, but mm -hmm. even if you think about the, the Zionist movement of the Israeli state, you can't fault the people who are there who are defending their position to be there. This, 
you know, it, it, it's like, you know, as I said before, like how far back do you want to go? Right, right. You know, should we in this country give all the land back to the Native Americans? Like it's in that regard, this is actually it is very complicated. I oh, know yeah. the lives of people is not complicated. I get that. But mm. when you talk about the history and what is actually the rightful position, how do you now rectify this? It, it is a mess. And the people are the ones who've been exploited. But to say like, oh, well, obviously, you know, this shows that they, they didn't care about the, the, the people. Well, yeah, I don't do just the Biden administration or even I mean, uh, you know, even Trump. Did he care about us when like, he pushed no, Operation yeah. War Speed, you know, and uh, you can say he was ignorant. But now when he keeps doubling down, yeah. it's like, you know, does the Biden administration care about us when they're, you know, creating Biden influence? you know, Bidenomics and all this hyperinflation and, mm. you know, pushing for lockdowns. I mean, they're now like pushing this whole fear mongering campaign about white lung and Just they're already you. starting yeah. to say <laughs> they should shut down any travel to China. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I don't think the gov- I think the governments are incredibly corrupt and they have their own interests at heart. And that is not one that serves the people. So yeah, yeah. Well, just so I, I, I figured you guys would both agree the government's not on our side. I meant more like the idea about how wild it is that we can even be debating this in some, mm-hmm. like in the in the world stage, yeah. right? Like think about it like you have any other circumstance where you've got people holding people you want back, and the person claiming they're trying to fight for them is just bombing that location. Yeah. So what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like it's a it's amazing that we can't like people can't see that in or rather that we're being lied to about it it's it really it's just such an obvious example of what we see happening today you know that these to your point governments don't care about us right i mean it's well, everything we're seeing so often i mean you look through the history of so much war you find that we we did things in the name of defense when really we were colluding with the people who were supposedly our enemies right right so, yeah yeah but i i would say though that i do i i find it to be a simple situation in the context of the current, like you, we made that point last time that you can go back as far as you want and it becomes more and more, you know, it gets ridiculous. But what we're dealing with is the current reality that the last example is an illegal occupation, which has been, which has been maintained by the international community. So that is a little different than, than saying, well, we can go back a thousand more years. Well, there's no international community maintaining, like we're at a point where what a memory in the law that we're existing in is that this is an occupied territory and they're doing so illegally. Right. And that's just, that's just the, where the law stands. So I think there's only, there's only one real way to look at it, but we need to, your point is that we can't just go, well, everybody has to leave now, which is unfortunate in the sense that we can't see a real legality. Like the point is that the Israelis that are currently there, who were born there, who didn't choose to be there, they're not Whose taking part. families have been there. Right. Yeah. That's my point is that they, they didn't choose to take part in that occupation. So it's like, you just have to understand that we've moved. The, the Israeli government should be responsible for what happened. And there is, a, if they were interested in an actual two-state solution, which they've ne- they've always stated they don't want, we could find some kind of an, a dynamic where people would be okay with dividing it up, essentially. Except that my point is that I think this supersedes the Israeli government. I think this is a much grander operation at play. Oh, yeah. I, I think we all agree with that. Yeah. I think every part of this. But uh, let me ask you this. Do you think it's the plan for that? Or do you think this is uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Like, do they, do they, act- I think it's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's both. You yeah. know, I, I think, yeah, never let a good crisis go to waste. They will always mm-hmm. usurp any opportunity in order to exploit a crisis to right. serve their agenda. But I also think they do have plans. I mean, 
You know, I uh, I just did an episode on Kissinger. I mean, he was like a grandmaster architect of plans and really was behind Klaus Schwab, mm. you know, and really, uh, he, I mean, he recruited Klaus Schwab at a CIA-funded Harvard program that he was leading. Um, you know, then, of course, it was him and Herman Kahn and Kenneth Galbraith, and he started the European uh, Management uh, European Symposium Forum. Um, which I think then became the European Management Forum and then, of course, World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, he was like, it's not even like Klaus came out of nowhere. Like, he was groomed and mentored. Right. And, and then, of course, it was Kissinger who helped him start that whole Young Global Leaders. And I, I don't know. I, to me, it's just, it, it does seem like they have a grandmaster plan. I'm not saying that their plans always come to fruition or that they always have a very clear, detailed outline of every aspect. I think oftentimes they kind of steer things and then when crises, either they manufacture a crisis or a crisis mm-hmm. arises and then they Execute exploit it. it. Yeah, exactly. right, right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that the, the whole great reset overlap, I think, is just obvious. You know, yeah. it's obvious that there's so many different angles to this. Uh, just, just to wrap this up, mm-hmm. I'll include the other parts. This is the IDF soldier who said on the record that they shot at places. They were ordered to shoot at these homes in the kibbutz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in general, um, oh, this was interesting, by the way. This is another one that's being reported that it's already being shown that there were Jewish students that essentially paid to have this Palestinian flag fly that says Harvard oh hates Jews God. and it that. was funded by his by Jewish students. It's really? like, wow. yeah, I mean, it's not it's, it's, yeah, not, well, to, it's mean, not to say that doesn't happen in reverse like this. The people people who are emotionally invested in an agenda will lie for their agenda. It happens yeah. all over the place. Yeah. But I just think it's important that we don't assume in any of these yeah. directions. It's in like any a Jesse way. Smollett type situation. Right, there. right. Yeah. It happens all over. Yeah. I, I think it, and it is happening definitely on both sides. There's a, there's so many pro-Palestinian uh, riots that I that just look they look like BLM. They're mm. they're agitprop, and we've seen direct evidence of them being funded by uh, you know liberal organizations like leftists. We've seen direct evidence of them funding yeah. every kind of protest exactly. from every angle, exactly. from every party. Right, they, that's the that's the important part. Or, like organized protests are expensive. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. like these you know poor college students don't just like sign up to <laughs> you know every now and then you have an organic you know passionate but. Not the way that this is being organized. It's, yeah, mm. that's that's being funded. Well, but it's important to point out, though, that just like with January 6th, that just because people are going there doesn't mean they're part of the manipulation, right? So in mm. any sense, no. there's a lot of honest people there fighting for ceasefire, Absolutely. you know? And and what's alarming is that that gets then framed as you hate Jews because you're calling for a ceasefire. It's like, right. and Jews, Jewish voices for peace are now being called. You know, the thing is just getting so wildly out of hand. Um, I'll just include these uh, these amnesty articles you guys can read all of the provable like if you guys haven't seen these by the way four different investigations proving that they're targeting civilians in gaza mm. by amnesty international there's so much evidence showing what's happening but so let's let's get into the where would you want to start with nashville or do you want to start with the uh yeah well just a quick recap of the nashville okay thing. i mean it's not well, it's just, not a really huge discussion go I'll, I'll let you break it down people are worried we're still alive right? yeah because exactly of the tornadoes. I, mean, I had a ton of people you know shout out to everybody that reached out and said hey you okay everybody okay mm-hmm. in nashville because apparently you know everybody's hearing about these devastating tornadoes every 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 Thursday, it seems like we get yeah. an alarming tornado. Something, but yeah. Me. I mean, well, this is the <laughs> first time since I've been here since May 2022 where it's been like this type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I was kind of like not really. I was at a little. I was at a little gathering with some friends last night when it happened, and the lights flickered a little bit, and mm-hmm. everyone was kind of like, we got the alerts on our phones, and like. Um, and it was funny cause some people didn't get the alert. So like, like I, I had one I on did. my phone yeah. and a few people did. 
and maybe because you guys are like just a little maybe in franklin yeah, but think, like yeah, we but like the person standing there. like i got this big alert on my phone and said warning extreme danger take cover right now whoa yeah, seriously yeah exactly i said yeah it said oh, uh, it said take cover right now yeah, it said if you're in a vehicle please get to shelter seek shelter immediately <laughs> all this stuff like one and it took up the whole screen of my phone like it was like an emergency alert you know the person standing next to me didn't get one they're like well i guess they just want me to die i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that's actually really crazy yeah, yeah it was I mean, really funny i'm actually kind of glad that you <laughs> yeah. get something like if it is yeah. that dangerous yeah. good but like that's just weird that yeah. like it didn't do you, do you th I wonder if they actually thought that was the level like couldn't they just say tornado warning like yes, you're, well, you're about well, to die no, there, there, was, there, was, there was as as the like there was an escalation of warnings like it was first it was like you know uh, I don't know what the threshold like there was like warning there was like um alert um watch you know all those different uh, thresholds but I don't know to but be fair. But, people did die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Is that so? This this video you just had pulled up there was like some footage of like the actual touchdown tornado coming through. Yeah. Um, so was this? How close were you to where this was happening when you got that message? Uh, just uh, I was in like just about a mile south of downtown Nashville. Okay, so you were in Nashville. So where, yeah, I was were, in you, Nashville. were you in Franklin? Yeah. yeah so I, I'm, yeah. I think we were. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I had I heard from a friend up in Clarksville that showed me some photos of uh, the houses nearby being hit. Yeah, I saw that. And then I have another friend yeah. in like oh, East. Shit. Yeah. Transformer, it looked yeah. like. Yeah. Looks like, looks like, uh, what's that movie? White Noise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this, these are, I mean, you know what scares me the most about this? And this is my, my thought about this all the time is it's like, there's just nothing you could do. I don't have a basement. I know. Yeah. So it's just like, I guess I just hope I don't die tonight. Exactly. And it's like, that's all that you was, do. You know, that's so interesting. I really had that thought last night. I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I guess I could go into my bathtub. That's what like, I would do. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually honestly have it set up. I've got yeah. like a blanket in there and like, like dog food, like things, you know, bring my dog in there. Yeah. It's like, it's all you can do. Yeah. I'm thinking twister. I'm like, I'm going to tie a belt to the, the piping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But beyond that, it's like, yeah. Then you just kind of leave it to. Yeah. But according to the news reports, yeah, six people dead, a lot of people's homes. I know one, uh, a friend of a friend. One of my friends said a friend of theirs had their house destroyed. I have another friend uh, in like Wilson County, a little bit east of here, texting me, showing me pictures of neighboring houses that were destroyed, but their house is fine. Oh, weird. And, yeah, that's how um, it works, huh? Yeah, so I had a lot of people reach out to me sharing I mean, like what had that's happened to nice. them personally. So I don't know anybody who was directly affected. Yeah. But, yeah. but it looks like it's I have a friend whose shop was completely decimated. Yeah. Like a car went through it. Wow. wow. Yeah, Hendersonville, I guess, was hit pretty hard. Yeah, one yeah. of the worst, right? Yeah. I, I heard that the the report I saw was that there was like a the second story of an apartment building was completely wow. torn off, and people like people died, right? Wow. Like that's think about that. So you're in the sec, you're in your second floor, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden, just that's what I mean. Like, what do you do? <laughs> you just yeah, you you're just completely helpless in this. Every other natural disaster, I feel like there's something you can do, right? Yeah. Like to some degree, like yeah. even getting out and trying to run away, that's not going to work. No, <laughs> kind of just kind of at the mercy. Of, yeah, you know, so it's really scary. Freaks but, me out. You know, it's like, I don't know, man, it's tough. So, you know, there was a lot of talk and speculation. Like I was when at the thing I was at last night, a couple of people talked about how like this doesn't, this used to never happen. Right. And these are like relatively normie people. So my mind is like, well, let's talk about weather manipulation. Let's talk yeah. about, you know, the yeah. rain in the skies, yeah. but that it's like, that's, kind of, it was my you know, first thought my, exactly. Like it's, I don't know anybody that's been here a long time. Is this normal to have tornadoes in the middle of December? Like, is that a normal yeah. phenomenon? Like for me, nor like, my parents grew up in Colorado and I have a lot of family in Colorado. We go visit them all the time. And during the summer, I remember when it's like humid and like, you know, I remember seeing right. like green skies and like a lot of funnel. Like I remember one time standing in their front yard and it was like, 
we counted like 10 funnel clouds like coming down mm. like all the way around like looking all the way like wow. there weren't any touchdowns but you mm-hmm. see a lot of funnel clouds and so i'm familiar with that but I, in my mind it's more of like a summer thing like when there's it should like, be i think when there's like like hot weather you know impact right. colder weather yeah. right. like that it's but like but right but but in the middle snow. of winter that just doesn't make any sense yeah yeah well we have had weirdly warm days right? yeah we so have it makes sense but but even to that same point like that in and of itself is the yeah. strange thing that yeah. we're having these weird temperature differences yep. of course oh climate change right yeah. obviously well, climate change the other, <laughs> thing, the other thing that, re- that was really peculiar for me and this might be uh, you know i don't really know much about this but mm-hmm. we i was looking at i pulled up the the doppler radar up on the because uh, that's something we do like in the handyman business all the time you got to see where like if it's going to rain we got to know how long so like right. i noticed in tennessee here a lot of a lot of the people look at the doppler radar like as opposed to looking at the weather forecast you actually pull up the doppler to see yeah. where the storms are coming in and how long it's going to be there for right so i pulled that up yesterday and it was just a very skinny strand hmm. just like it was like like normally it's like big yeah weather you know weather patterns moving in but this is a very skinny little strip of just huh. like red and pink like it was all mm. red and pink just sliding across like just a very skinny little sliver and i, I tried to pull it up today i wish i had screenshotted it but i, I tried to pull up today to, to backtrack and look at maybe there's a way i can go back in time and look up uh you know doppler radar patterns but it was really interesting something i'd never seen before and just reminded me like if you you could just run some planes and just spray a streak and it kind of mm-hmm. creates that phenomenon, right like artificially right. creates that phenomenon you know what i mean so right. i just i don't know it was a very weird weather pattern that i hadn't seen before well, let, let's talk about that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so it's, I, I mean, it's the, just so, what what exact angle were you thinking about? Have you, I know you mentioned harp and like, wh- what are you seeing it as? I mean, all these are relevant. Like, yeah. I, I, there's no, nobody should be disputing weather manipulation at this point. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. mean it happened, but exactly. it's very, very real. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it just, it just struck me as such a narrow weather pattern that was coming through that mm-hmm. it, it would be easy to argue that this is some sort of like situation mm-hmm. that was, that was created by, some well, sort of spraying. I don't you know, know. I when I look at uh, what I see, kind of the parasite class plans, I see that they're trying to funnel two types of situations for people to be in a slate planet, mm-hmm. and one is kind of the more overt, like is that, is it? that it. Kind of, it was even more pronounced. And when you zoom it back out a little bit, it seems to be what we're looking at right there. Maybe. Well, go ahead and keep talking so about that. So one that I see is kind of the overt, like, you know, I've talked about this before, like the AI world society where, you know, people are kind of locked in their 15-minute cities and mm-hmm. it's a, it creates a grid and then we're kind of siloed in a metaverse and they're creating a transhuman leading to post-human world. And that, you know, I think a lot, I think a lot more people are becoming aware of. But then there's kind of the other side where I think – they want to be able to control the people who are going the opposite direction, homesteading, going mm-hmm. and get off the grid. And they want to be able to create, I, I think, like feuds out of them, you know, mm-hmm. like a state, like slaves to do their labor. They're going to be like forced labor camps, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that one of the things they can do is kind of uh, manipulate things through weather. So they can control population that way. They can kind of leverage like power and control mm-hmm. uh, in the name of that they're, they don't have any responsibility over it, of course. Um, but they can certainly scare people. And yeah, so I don't know. I think that they're, they're doing a lot of testing in that regard Yeah. right now. And well, of course, this is speculative. I, I can't prove that, but 
it, it certainly makes sense. Yeah. I, I think my thing is that I think whether or not this was one of these events, I think we've, in my opinion, proven that they've already been used. I think Harvey was a very, very obvious example of some kind of manipulation. And ever since then, and possibly even before, we've seen a lot of these weird patterns of this same. And yeah, they do have kind of typical patterns, but like the same kind of dynamic going over these certain islands and the same kind of thing. And in Harvey, the point that people made was a hurricane is not supposed to gain power over the land. Right. So this thing literally went over Texas and then got stronger. And, and right. weather people were like, that's ridiculous. Like yeah. I talked to people about this, you know, and, and we showed all sorts of weird anomalies. And so the question just becomes, first of all, again, it's not debatable. They've admitted this, that there's, yeah. I mean, there was even, I forget where this exactly was. I think it was in South America. There was an American car company that had somebody filmed this. They have these big, huge machines that are pumping stuff into the air to stop this from raining. Okay. Because it, it the the um it was the big hail were denting their cars, mm. right. and so they just do this because they're in South America. Who's going to stop them, right? Yeah. This American car company thought like all the different ways they've treated that that lower part of the Americas forever, and and apparently all these local areas are like our, our crops are dying. Right. Nobody cares. I would talk about that a long time ago. So they actively do these things and pretend like it's not real. So whether this is one of them is is interesting. Here, Scott yeah. just uh, sent me the the image we can look at here. This is really interesting. But like, so for Harp, for example, is is one of these possibilities, right? It's it's a it's yeah. an installation that is involved in some ways like mm -hmm. that. There's a lot of different things they can do. Yeah, look at that. And even zoomed out, it was like oh this here, long you can't see strip. it. It was like this long strip of weather, this weather system that was like a very long skinny strip, and from like north to south. Yeah, when yeah. Really I mean, it does. Long. It just yeah, that definitely looks a little weird. bit. I mean, I've really never weird. seen a, a line like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like this. This this line of just severe weather coming. Yeah, through. like it's it really weird. Contrived. And then yeah. on the oh, by the way, we should obviously know, which I'm sure our audience is not confused about, but geoengineering is yeah. also all oh, yeah. very real, which is what we're kind of talking about. That they yeah. could spray along you know and what's crazy is that that's even still debated like yeah. people act like that's not happening oh when they've admitted gosh. it yeah i i can't it, that it is like nails on a chalkboard to me that's i get right. so upset that people argue with me and they they shame me and like yeah you know like i used to have credibility but once i bring up chemtrails i'm like this un incredible person like yeah, yeah. non-credible dane, dane like, wigington always yeah. he, he corrected me on the show when i interviewed him and i i, I said it i forget it was because of the context was using that word yeah. but that he says like he, he like almost chastised don't use chemtrails yeah. <laughs> he's like because he's right though because that is like the like the pejorative like the it's meant to kind of make fun of it like right. it's but like geoengineering but it's all the same thing we're talking about spraying chemicals in the air oh, for yeah. a certain agenda but but what's interesting like you're saying is that it's like you can show them like here's brennan Oh, excuse me, talking about that in front of, uh, what was it, the Council on Foreign Relations? Mm -hmm. And it's saying yeah. we're doing this, we're planning to, oh, I think yeah. they always point that out, or the different examples of them doing it. And now, literally, Bill Gates, we're going to spray in the sky to reflect the sun back, yeah. and then, then they'll still call you crazy for, for pointing, pointing at them. Yeah. It doesn't make I any mean, sense. Yeah, no, it, it is geoengineering, but I'm like, literally, just look at the sky. Like, yeah. I don't even need to send you the barrage of articles or, like, Dane's whole entire site that is... Yeah. That, so filled with information yeah. on this. Outstanding uh, stuff. But I mean, if you just look up, I'm sorry, it didn't, this guy didn't look like that. Yeah, or like you just on any given day, here's an experiment. Like you can go out uh, in the morning and it's like a nice, you know, sunny day. And then mm -hmm. like all of a sudden, all these, you know, crisscrossing things all across yeah. the sky. And then all of a sudden, like it becomes cloudy. And not right? just cloudy, but yeah. like complete, just cloudy, overcast. And, like yeah, nothing, nothing there. It is. With me that, oh, those are contrails. I'm like, no, have you no. ever seen a contrail? Like, it does not look like Dissipating that. Dissipating great clouds? Well, it dissipates almost instantly. Yeah. Contrails oh, yeah, go away exactly, right behind yeah. it. You can see it. It's, you know, and it's just, it's so frustrating. But the point is that both of those things exist. What's frustrating is that they can, it's not like, it's, I, I agree with your point. You can 
visible. It's like the movie Look Up, right? Just yeah. Nothing look and you could see. It creates just that's not natural, clearly, right. and they wouldn't stay. But the point is that you don't even need that, as we're all yeah. talking about. Like they have admitted to doing it, yeah. <laughs> you know. But this is like the thing with COVID or anything else where we're just like pulling our hair out. It's, it's like guys, this is obvious. I mean, I show the videos constantly. I, I mean, I haven't done it much lately, but I've shown so many videos of them admitting right. the geoengineering <laughs> and they're manipulating the weather. And I still get the same like morons yelling at me that, oh, this is not true. This is crazy conspiracy stuff. And it's like, really? Like it's from the horse's mouth. And then they somehow twist the words and decide that it, you know, they're right. I'm like, oh, I can't. Here, just mm-hmm. here. Let's show them the Harvard page for stratospheric aerosol yeah. injection. Yeah. <laughs> the cost in the first 15 years of deployment. 2018 (laughs) you know it's like it's just so silly that which by the way that is the just the name for geoengineering stratosphere one form of it anyway yeah but yeah so this is the we i think didn't was it you i was joking about this with i forget but the point that like for instance the tin foil hat i thought this is so hilarious to me that Uh, that we haven't used tin foil it's a little that that too but the (laughs) point that why did that why did that actually come about because there were people that thought at the time that, well, and maybe they were wrong at the time, that there were things, energy or signals being beamed. They thought, well, the aluminum foil will block it. Well, guess what? They were effing right. Yeah. It would have, right? <laughs> exactly. And the point is that people today, what, what do you think you're wearing when you wear those? You're wearing something that blocks that signal. Exactly. And maybe it's aluminum or tinfoil. It's the same concept. And totally. so it's almost funny that they, it's the gaslighting. It's like it's they go ahead of it, like black, black helicopter. Those exist too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like we've proven this and i think they do that with every topic they jump ahead of it and go yep. you know it's hilarious yep but so to the bigger point though so you think that let me ask it this way so we're watching this stuff happen we see the weird thin line yeah to what end just your hypothesis right we're not proving it stuff we're just having a conversation what do you think i mean do that i think they're still maybe at the testing stage like can we actually mm-hmm. do yeah. this like they need to saying. i mean they need to test these that's what technologies like, right out. the line like to see yeah. how it goes yeah i mean it's like you know they're they i mean they may be so advanced that they know exactly and they can pinpoint it precisely who to target mm-hmm. where to target it but i still think that they're just kind of just like running tests like, yeah for my house yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were shooting for your house, but they missed by a few miles for sure. Exactly. Like, uh, uh, but you know, there's a book called State of Fear by Michael Crichton. You guys mm. ever read that? Yeah, I've read it, that? but I know yeah, the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about like weather weaponry mm-hmm. and how like you know all these governments or whatever mad scientists take over the world with their weather weapons and stuff. And so it's like it's really fascinating. Scary. You know, and he was so far ahead of the curve. Like I, I even wrote in an article on the Substack about uh, like the patenting human life. Like he wrote a book mm. about that yep. too called yeah, uh, he, next. That's such a good, yeah, book. that's one of my right. favorite book. Right. And so, so, so he, I mean, I, I need to go back and research the the circumstances of his death because you know, they, maybe he was taken out because yeah. Well because also he was dead on about so much. Also look into, and this is the weird thing about most of these writers that are that like, who is it? Um, The one that does all the, the seal team six stuff. Oh, like Trump. Um, Clancy, right? Clancy, yeah. These people are alarmingly aligned with the intelligence apparatus yeah. and like the way that they have it's it's actually pretty creepy when you look yeah. into it and you wonder, you know, whether yeah. or not the same kind of thing. Like that they're like they use the, the corporate media, right? Yeah. That they plant things in these books well, we that are meant they, to be in your we know yep. they, right. they do. We know that they have uh, assets through literature. I mean, they, this is something they've been doing for a really, really long time. And uh, there was actually a very organized uh, it was back at, at the Wellington House of Tavistock. Um, so the first meeting that they had at the Wellington House was uh, they invited 25 literary figures to 
create, they did over the, the course of time, they did 1600 pamphlets and they had these authors write propaganda books mm. in order to uh, persuade a public opinion, particularly in the United States and uh, in Britain to engage in World War I on the side of Great Britain. Huh. And uh, they kept it a secret until 1936. Of course. Yeah. Now, why, why, do you know why they ended up revealing it in 1936? I don't know why. They, curious, I think it got always, discovered. I don't know. That yeah, they, that's what I thought. Yeah, right. So they have to, and they try to yeah. manage that. Exactly. <laughs> that's always how yeah. it goes. Well, it's so interesting. I, yeah. I think we just have to keep. My, oh, the other thing I was going to ask is that you know the biological aspect. That, yeah. That's actually what really worries me. Actually, that I would say even more so the nanotech side of it. Because I thought about that the other day too. It's like you don't think about this stuff when you go outside. There's just like no way to be prepared for which I quite frankly, think is long past. We've already been exposed to this, the idea of um, some kind of nanotech idea of, you know, what, like whether we're talking about something that can manipulate you like a biological thing or something mm -hmm. that is I'm trying to think of the best word for it, but just the idea of, of self spreading stuff or nano like. So, yeah. So this is something I thought a lot about. I think that the, it, it's both the unintended consequences of, you know, they're trying to manipulate the weather, but there's also all of these toxins that get released as a result because mm -hmm. what happens in, what do they do in order to create this geoengineering? It's a lot of metals. So there's tons of aluminum. Right. There's barium. Yeah. And that we know is having a huge impact on our health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, metal toxicity is very real. That combined with all the vaccine injections that mm -hmm. are overloaded with metals um, and then just our water and our mm -hmm. food. So, I Everything. mean, it, it's compounded from yeah. everywhere. Uh, but I think the other aspect is that they're doing all this experimentation. They're, I mean, DARPA already, like, released an article admitting that they did an aerosolized, uh, you know, bioweapon during right. COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, they admitted that. So, um, I, I think that that's a yeah, very... Yeah, like, they, they were real... trying to get authorization to, to spray that. Is that what you're talking about? Like, mm -hmm. were, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the aerosolized whatever, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bioweapon. Yeah, bioweapon. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I Crazy. don't know that that was COVID. I mean, there's lots of speculation. People kind of jump a gun on that, but 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 DARPA did admit that they released uh, what would be a bioweapon in mm. aerosolized form. Well, uh, well I was going to this this. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. This is one that I researched. I was just grab the quick image since my website won't open for me. But we we do know that Ralph Barrick, for example, worked on. Uh, a corona, a basically a myocarditis induced coronavirus mm -hmm. in the in the 90s, and then worked to aerosolize that in the caves of China, mm -hmm. and that that's the that's, that's the interesting yeah, part. Well, but but they but she but I think what you're talking about is even something different. Like I think they've mm -hmm. done this more than once, and I just think what's yeah. important is that, and this is kind of what we're all talking about here: the worry that this is something a lot more like like the smart dust idea and what yeah. that can do like the invasive nature of it getting inside your bloodstream yeah. and then having literal again I think robot is just an archaic term well, that's even applied anymore. What I'm talking about, that's literally what they're working on. That's what yeah. I mean. I was going to say that the word robot is just like, doesn't even apply, but that's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, no, we're no. About robots. In the uh, Chan Zuckerberg, they're literally, and of course- Oh, oh you mean your topic. Oh, yeah. okay, nice. Yeah. And of course, it's couched in positive, like the, these Let's robots can that. heal yeah. damaged cells. It's always couched in the positive. And, uh, you know, the optimist in me would like to think that it's purely benevolent, but yeah, there, the even if it were purely benevolent, benevolent the unintended consequences that could 
occur are pretty horrifying. So yeah. Well, did you want to? You wanted? You want to get in? We had two more things. Technically, yeah. we're going to talk about the whistleblower. We can save that for another day. We save that for another day. Okay. Like, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll get. We'll get. We'll let this story unfold a little bit more. But I'm, okay. I'm curious so, to hear what Courtney has here. Let's let's get into uh, this topic then. Now we were going to talk a little about the New Zealand whistleblower information, but I think that. Uh, well, what all we were going to get into was just the, how much has been developing. The point is simply that Steve Kirch has been breaking this information out yeah. that comes from a whistleblower. And some people are a little bit more skeptical about it. And it's, it's yeah. just my main point was that it seems that we all have already been breaking down that these things yeah. are killing people. Yeah. Right. So this just seems to add more to that. But we'll maybe save yeah. it for the next show and dive. Through yeah, it. That, that works. Okay. That works. And I just well, the only other thing I'd say is like, look at the um, once you understand, like what this what what Kirch is presenting. And then you look at the fact checks. It's a really interesting thing because, like, they're saying the fact check creates a straw man, of course, where it says that this, these crazy internet people are claiming that the vaccines killed twenty percent of New Zealanders, and they're like, "Well, there was four million vaccines distributed, which would means there there's that would mean that eight hundred thousand people would have had to have died." And they're crazy, and that's all BS. You know what I mean? Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> uh, but but then but you know, really, his claim and well, the claim of the whistleblower is that you know we found a batch, these several batches, which constitute about you know less than a thousand shots, but the death rate within a very short period of time was upwards of 20%, mm-hmm. right? For these right. individual batches, right? And, and so, then he was arrested and that's yeah, the, and as the story. Yeah. And yeah, it's very, it's yeah. very interesting. I mean, my, so, I think the bigger point was that we all talked about is that, you know, this is, I think a fact proven yeah. whether or not New Zealand data has, is correct or people are lying. Right. Like, I think it is. I mean, I think yeah. we know this already, but yeah. that doesn't make any less important, right? Exactly. So make sure you look into it. Exactly. Steve Kirch is posting it yep. and on there's a lot of back and forth about Steve it. Kirch's yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. All right. So, but on the same note, just bring it into the year topic. I mean, one of the reasons I was most concerned about this is obviously these injections are deadly. Obviously they're killing people, but what else might be in there or going on? Like that's not something we should be dismissing today. Right. No. So on that note. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Chan Zuckerberg, uh, biohab, uh, yeah, biohub, sorry. Biohub. Yeah. Biohub. Um, it's part of these. Is that uh, what they call it? The Chan Zuckerberg biohub? Yes. Oh, interesting. Mm. A little hubris in there for you. I know, right? <laughs> well, it's a they they claim that by 2100, because they're going to live that long. Wow. Uh, that they're going to eradicate all disease. What has, what a thing to do when you know you're not going to be around to be able to be held accountable for it. <laughs> all disease will be gone after I'm dead. Three year three thousand, I promise. Maybe It'll they be gone. Think that they're cyborgs and they're going to live to see it. I don't know. You know what? You're probably right. This uh, is like this is like one of those things where it's like we need to get the carbon down to zero, which means reducing the human population. Right. We need to get rid of all disease, and we're just going to eliminate all humans. Good point. Exactly. Disease point. gone. Disease <laughs> gone. Yeah. We'll just eliminate all life flow or attitude yeah, but, because yeah. plants won't survive yep. either. But yeah, let let's just not look at that. No. Gosh. Um, so it comes out of the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, uh, and so they're involved in a whole bunch of stuff. But this is this one kind of caught my eye. I honestly had never heard of it. Apparently, it started in 2016, so they've been mm. very hard at work for a very long time. Or I don't know if they've actually been that hard at work because there was a Reddit post of somebody who I guess lives like right outside the San Francisco one, mm-hmm. and they were saying, "I see like nobody coming and going." <laughs> wow. So that's this, even more scary, actually. Maybe some kind of like scapegoat or some kind of a like a underground kind of a operation. I don't know. Could they were like, was this just a front for money embezzlement mm. for Facebook? I mean, they get the person was really just asking. They were like, I'm confused. There's billions and billions of dollars going into this, and right. nobody seems to come or go. So, so it's still being refunneled into Ukraine biolabs, right? Probably. That's entirely possible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. But it, it seems very it's a major undertaking with a lot of money and they're kind of the usual players involved. It's mm-hmm. like 
Rockefeller University is involved oh, yes. in this. Uh, uh, Columbia University uh, now, so they have a, a center. It started in San Francisco, of course, you know, Silicon Valley kind of hub. And then they went to Columbia University, set up a, a lab there. And now they've just in a few months ago, I think it was October, set one up in Chicago. Hmm. I think it's University of Chicago. I might have gotten that wrong, but it's definitely Chicago. And so they're obviously expanding. They're going all over the place. And I think the first thing that caught me was just a tremendous amount of money that's mm-hmm. being funneled, funneled into it. And these are the same people who we know had, were doing all that they were involved in. I mean, Zuckerberg was involved in funding, like apparently turns out in conjunction with this, uh, like the, the testing for COVID, of like course. the COVID tests. Um, and of course, then suppressing simultaneously on social media, mm-hmm. all the information about COVID. Right. So it's seems a little curious to me i just think it's worth a further exploration but they're doing some very interesting things now the one in chicago is working on uh like figuring out inflammation and what is behind inflammation oh that's so interesting is kind of like the driver of all disease essentially right exactly it's so Um, weird that now they're deciding to make that like they're focusing on it like i feel like that's the reason I think that's interesting is because inflammation, as you just stated, played a huge role with yeah. everything. But during COVID-19, it was like this huge, you know, acting like that was no big deal, oh, right? Yeah. Hearts inflamed. It's just a minor inflammation. That's fine. No big deal. Mo- like yeah. Systemic inflammation was being caused by wearing a mask for indefinite. Yeah. Like it's all like, because it, I've been up deep on the show on that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just as simple as wearing a mask causes that, but all the byproducts of, yeah. you know, pneumonia and so on. But so w- what are they exactly saying that they're, Go ahead. Sorry. I just so want to point that out. Now they're working on, uh, they, they, at first they were working on these cells that are essentially, they call them anthrobots. Oh my God. So they're using Anthrobot, human cells in order to create robots. And they claim that these robots will, I, I know one of my uh, links has this, but it, they claim that these robots will then heal other cells. Whoa. And uh, that sounds wonderful. But then on top of it, uh, and I know one of my other links was on this, just, was the, uh, AI that they're going to have AI program these cells. And I'm like, gee, nothing could go wrong here. Yeah, Zuckerberg is creating an initiative to for an expensive new AI GPU cluster for medical research. So essentially it's these AI that's going to program these cells hmm. that are doing this research. And I I mean, even if the most benevolent people are behind this, I th- that's a little concerning to mm. me. And wow, there's crazy tremendous amount of money behind all of this so it's uh, we're talking terrifying. like bill like 50 billion here uh you know 600 million here it's uh they just presented to stat which i haven't done too much uh, investigation Oof. onto who they are but that was a very recent uh like virtual conference that uh, uh priscilla chan and uh mark zuckerberg were presenting their findings to this conference and that was like only maybe wow. less than a month ago so so it sounds like they're they're ramping up um so even though they started in 2016 they're definitely in a ramp up phase and it sounds so like wild. a lot of the research is being geared towards ai um man i mean it really this is really prob- nanobots yeah the yeah. nanobot thing is really like the interesting one i just typed it in real quick and this article popped up from scientific american robots made from human cells can move yep. on their own and heal wound researchers have created anthrobots out of human lung cells yep. oh, that man. are capable of moving independently and even healing damaged tissues and and that struck me wow. too because the white lung right yeah. so 
they're using lung tissue in order to create these anthrobots. And I, I, again, this is speculation. I want to make that really clear. I'm not saying this is, you know, uh, you know, verifiable, but of course that is where my head went because most of the time when you see outbreaks of disease, they just happen to be right outside, like bio labs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine well, that. Uh, Dr. Boyle, in the beginning of the COVID, uh, Francis Boyle, right? Yeah, he's the yeah. he's the drafter of the Biowarfare Act that they still yep. use. He made that argument. He said every single outbreak of Ebola and the rest of them is yeah. a stone's throw away from a lab in Africa, yeah. from a U.S. lab. Yeah. He argues they're all either leaks or uh, yeah. uh, intentional releases. There are technological, uh, you know, because I do think there's electromagnetic uh, kind of implications that have ramped up and that have caused disease as well. But yeah, I mean, some a lot of these are results of leaks quote yeah. unquote, leaks so check this out this is where i think this this brings up this whole same dynamic that we've talked about uh let's see this one too so first this was this the article that i that went on my show i covered dual use new aerosolized mrna delivering nanoparticles can vaccinate or they can eliminate mm-hmm. and here's the mit study same thing they, these rna delivery particles yeah. basically when it gets into the article it says well they can be used to basically cause cell death or they can fix a problem right, right. Yep. so that's dual use it's a weapon or okay. something positive exactly, yeah, so here's the cra- here's the alarming part of this right so you're talking about they're now working on and these are things that are meant to be inhaled and work in the lungs right. yeah. so now they're having this issue where all of a sudden there's these lung issues which to me, it seems like just pneumonia that they're just framing differently. Right, right, well, yeah. but maybe it's something different. And now, now you're they're presenting this nanotech solution, uh-huh. and it's just and it's all and and even you pointed out the test overlap. Like it all, it just seems so clear that whatever COVID was was this kind of a testing zone to roll out this new direction of everything they're doing. And it's just and and I'll bring it even back to this point as we should. This is this is Charles Lieber Mm -hmm. in 2011 virus size transistors. And this was, as he says, the basically the size of a virus was the point, as it says in the title. So we're talking about things they could have created back in 2011 that were the size of a virus, whatever. Whether you think they exists or not, that's size is the size tiny that very well could have been the thing that got out and then was COVID or was released. And it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. So just go ahead. I just want to throw that that logic out there. It's crazy to me. There's so little that we can really verify. Sorry, go ahead. They weren't seeing all that. Keep going. I'll just show. uh, There's so little we can verify in terms of what actually has happened. But what I think we can really speculate is that they create these narratives in order to align with the the testing they're going to do Mm. and with the narratives they want to promote. And so... It's like, you know, I know people argue whether or not COVID existed at all or it was just a a fear porn campaign, a fear terror campaign. Either way, they were working on this. We know they were doing these, uh, you know, this research and this. uh, um, So we know they were doing that and they were manipulating. If you I I don't like I'm just I'm hesitating to use the word virus because people are arguing back and forth. (laughs) Pathogen. I know, right? (laughs) Could be bacteria. A thing, a tiny little thing. Just a thing. (laughs) They're trying to manipulate. You could say you could say micro. You could say microzyma. Is it microzyma size particle? That's the, in the, uh, most yeah, of them are yeah, argue that bacteria is real, as far as I know. I know exactly, right? exactly, exactly. I think so, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's about exactly. a change from yesterday. Yeah, back, bacteriophages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's and then there's a lot even in that, really. So, but and, and to be clear, by the way, none of us are 
undermining or dismissing the possibility that that sure. like because that's one of the things too is you know, it's just funny because of the dynamic that hasn't yeah. gone away yeah i think the possibility of the, the terrain is it's totally a, i'm all about real. it you guys go to re- said that from the beginning yeah, but i, I to, still don't know if you guys go to rebunk news i did a whole series on it a yeah. couple months ago i interviewed right. like i interviewed tom cowan um, um just a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. we covered the topic extensively and i love talking about it so yeah, well, i've go. covered it quite extensively yeah. Yeah. people yeah. know the fr- i actually just interviewed mark over on his new book on it oh nice and, um, and I will say, like my, my audience knows, but I'll just share it with you guys that for me, it's a really hard thing yeah. to look at. Uh, my entire because of your story, right? Yeah, because yeah. my birth story is predicated on my mom supposedly having a virus, right? And that is what has rendered me with all of these health complications, all of these physical challenges that you know I've been plagued with my whole life, and possibly will be for the rest of my life, bar- barring some miracle. And I do believe miracles, so that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, so for me, it was really hard to look at, you know, because then it's like it means kind of my whole story is either a lie or a mystery that I'll never be solved. And and by a lie, I don't mean that, you know, somebody intentionally lied to me, but just that this narrative has been crafted around something. And I really err on the side of I don't actually think viruses are contagious pathogens. I just don't. I don't. Yeah. I've looked too much into how the studies were conducted. Exactly. And That's it what just, it comes down to. I, I just don't see any evidence for it. Is it possible? It yeah. is. Yeah. But it, at best, it's still a theoretical model on which yeah. it has become the presupposition for a whole field of study. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's still a theoretical model. We don't exactly. have any direct quantifiable right evidence. so and, in other words don't just call us shills okay well, yeah, but that's the thing is, this is what this is what frustrates the people are, and, and some of them are just honest people that yeah. have been so convinced that this is right and maybe they're correct but i think most of them that are willing to attack you for just having a difference of opinion aren't coming from an honest place yeah but right. the, my point is that you have to be okay if somebody is like i've looked at everything you've sent i've acknowledged it all i've in, i'm interested in it i just don't agree with you on what it shows yeah i yeah. feel like it's just not exact like and my point i'll include this from my interview with denny rancourt and his point he here is that it, it there's a lot of ways to look at this and even the bacteria point i think is important that yeah. mm-hmm. you just if we can acknowledge that something like pa- bacteria can spread it can infect it can get you sick and then it can spread again so if all we're really doing is disputing what the word is if we can acknowledge there's something that could be manipulated by the government mm-hmm. that could be used it's like you know so i'm open to all of it right we shouldn't have to always qualify but yeah. i think that's the yeah. problem is that there's so much intentional like creative division in these yeah it, when, especially when there's something really being discovered you know, exactly. like it, whether it's COVID or my opinion, I think it's happening right now with the larger Zionist conversation or any of these things. Yeah. I, even like endocrine disrupting chemicals. Like when I think when that got like hyper focused for a minute because of the trans conversation, how fast did that trans conversation seem to go away? You know, it's like mm. all because and I don't think that's even necessarily why, but I think that led whoa. to it because well, all of a sudden I, it's like, whoa, yeah, they're the everywhere and we time? know it and they know it. Oh. <laughs> wow. When was the last time we heard that conversation? Yeah. Well, I will say something so. on that just wow. really quickly is that. Uh, Nobody talks about intersex and mm-hmm. the, they're actually an increasing number of the population. It's growing. I mean, it's still really, really small. I'm not saying they're like, you know, a, a significant portion mm-hmm. or anything, they, but it's growing. And uh, I think it's kind of, you know, the whole like uh, the frogs are turning gay kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's- the trans conversation in part is to hide what they're actually doing with mm. that, that kind of manipulation. What's interesting about that is there, there, I covered this to a degree on one of these shows. There's a level of academic academia, or even more so I wouldn't even give them that title. People that are in like these, the big push, like the W path entities, these groups that are like the leading entities in the surgeries mm-hmm. and stuff doing these like observational things and then framing it as like provable studies. Right. But they ultimately that they're there, there was leaked information or just, I guess, their conversations that people put out that were public, but not seen by everybody that made it clear that they were like, look at this. 
Like there, these chemicals are causing people to, you know, cause at my point, we covered these studies. There's yeah. multiple peer reviewed studies that find absolutely without question, endocrine disrupting chemicals can alter your hormones to oh, a large yeah. degree, even causing things like you're discussing. Yeah. My point was they saw that and were like, good. It, to su- summarize, like quickly discussed it and we're like, perfect. They want this to happen. Right. They are argue that it was bringing out the real nature of these people, that kind of thing. And so there is a real element to that. But I, I, I just wonder whether it is, like you're saying, like it's very possible that this is like a full design to like draw that. I would just wonder why, right. you know, but it could be both. You know, because I think that some of it's just byproducts that they really just don't give a shit about you, and they're dumping yeah. chemicals right. in your backyard, oh, yeah. and they That's go, "Oh, hard, what a byproduct! I mean, what a positive but outlook." If you think about the outcome, I, I do think they they do subscribe to a Malthusian worldview. I agree, and uh, you know, so therefore there is a depopulation agenda, and mm-hmm. what happens to people who are you know, endocrine disrupted, whether it be to that extreme or not, mm-hmm. or whether they psychologically have been led and goaded in order to manipulate and themselves. Become, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Either way, they become infertile. That's a great way to put it. Because you look when you look at it standing back, either way, what you're seeing is whether by action or malfeasance or direct driving, they're pushing them in the same direction. Mm-hmm. It's hard to miss that. That's yep. that's correlation very clearly, right? Yep, yeah. That's interesting. So uh, but anyway, when I, I brought up that whole thing, it's just, you know, I don't know for sure, but I do. It's just interesting when you look at the connections to Facebook, obviously, mm-hmm. you look at the connection. I think he even had ties to Charles Lieber, didn't he? Uh, Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg? Yeah. I think so. Oh, I think, oh, wait, uh, to Lieber? I don't remember. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised. In terms of Harvard and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there was I'd an have to, I My memory is fuzzy, fuzzy on yeah. that, but I feel like there was a connection there. Obviously, don't quote me on that. I'd have to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. If my memory served me, there was some sort of connection. I don't Wouldn't remember exactly me, yeah. why. I think you're right. Um, and then, but we know they were very involved in suppressing the whole narrative around COVID while they're doing all this research. Mm-hmm. So my my whole point is we don't know necessarily that the research they do has caused what they the narrative claims it causes, but it definitely sets the stage. And it sets the stage to lead people into a mass, you know, fear uh, society where they're more easy, easily manipulated. Yeah, and I, I think what we're seeing here now, they're they're doing all this research on. It sounds great. I mean, if they can create these anthrobots that are going to cure, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, disease, and they're going to eradicate disease completely by twenty one hundred. I mean, that sounds incredible. But I, I don't know what could go wrong in the process. Well, what could go wrong? Or, or what Scott said is by by removing all the humans they yeah. buy they buy therefore well, remove all disease yeah, right exactly. <laughs> you know literally yeah. that's what i thought i'm like they're thinking that and that's where i kind of was going with it because you're thinking nanotech and anthrobot yeah i my thought was transhuman yeah exactly really yep, right, yep. They're, where they're going. phasing so out biological no humans, humans yeah, and so exactly. so the, the humans of 2100 are just gonna be all you know right. synthetic cyborgs anthropola anthrobot anthrobot and by the definition yeah. of the word, once like if you, I mean, technically people argue with stuff that's already part of our lives that we're already in that realm. Yeah. But if you put in a, a, let's just say you have a nanotech that's constantly and indefinitely running through your system, you are, you are transhuman at that point. Yeah. Right. Wow, that, and that's yeah. what we're stepping into. And it's repairing all of your organs. If, if you mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know how they say like, you know, the human body, like you're a different person every seven, seven years year, because all yeah. your, all that's your cells right. regenerate, right. you know, over a period of seven years. So if like now you've, 
like fast forward seven years and your whole body has been constructed by these anthrobots. Like, are you even human anymore? Yeah. Whoa. Good point. Yeah. I, I think this is where the transhuman conversation gets very nuanced. I've had people argue with me that because I wear hearing aids, that like that's transhumanism. Mm. Well, it's, not, like, it's not incorrect, but it's it's an abuse of the word. I'm yes, like. exactly. I, it's not yeah. really trans. Well, because I, it doesn't make me like beyond human. It's like most superhuman. Hum- mm. yeah, yeah, and it well, it's like using the word cyborg and arguing because like you have like. People made the argument, I think even Musk in the past has said, yeah. well, because we have these phones right. that are always like a part uh, yeah. of our word, but you know, yeah. but it's, it's an, it's a, a abuse of the word. I would say, you know, it's like, like if you had, you know, 20 of those all of your body, well then, okay. Is that now are you a cyborg? Now right. are you, you know, it's like, it depends. I, I think it really, uh, to your point, I think yeah. it, it comes into where you are doing something that is irreversible. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think, but I don't even think that's the I definition. Mean, I take of the my word. hearing aids out every night. Yeah, and I still, I, I think I'm human with them or without. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, you're the same. Not a Courtney. cyborg. You're okay? the same Courtney. Not yes. a cyborg. <laughs> but yeah. that's where I see it is that you get to a point to where these things can't be removed. Right? right? You've got them flowing through your body. You've got like even to the point to where should they then be turned off if that's even the right word for it right. then you would no longer be able to sustain what they have. You know, like like you're let's say you're living past oh, your normal lifespan. Alter- does it alter the state of what it means to be human? Yeah, also. I would 100% I agree really, with that. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I'll have one other little thing just since we're on this thread. So I've been doing a deep dive and I'm going to do a video on it, but on ARC, uh, Alliance for Responsible Citizenship. But I found out because one of the board members is part of the Transhumanist Party. Whoa. Apparently there's been a Transhumanist Party since 2014. Yeah, no, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. What? What's, what's, since, wow. Since 2014, there's been a Transhuman Party. Oh yeah, I, I, Political well, I that they don't even time. see most of the ones that I've seen speak about it, like the the Hararis of the world. Yeah. They don't really see it as a bad. They're not like afraid oh, no, and like no. cowering in the shadows. They're like praised by people in the tech community. They don't even care. Yeah, no, they think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah, and it's it's because well, they frame it as helping people it's as helping always, people. right? Even though we know that this never ends up that way. Like all these high, like, I mean, building like, you know, work on the nuclear bomb was framed as the idea of stopping war forever. You know, it's like, or literally going back to like the cannon, the cannon was created with that mindset that this was, well, this is the worst weapon. So nobody's going to use it. Right. And then we're going to achieve peace through war. Yeah. Yeah. Which never, ever, ever, ever works, which is what I'm always saying. (laughs) Violence begets violence. Yeah. Yeah. Transhumanist party. They're trying to, have you ever heard of Dr. Martine Rothblatt? Dr. That Martin sounds familiar. Rothblatt, like look, familiar. look in, look Rothblatt. into it. That name sounds very uh, transgender transhumanist. Uh, Interesting. Well, I, 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 there's I've an overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, she yep. wrote a book called so "From Trans." We've, we've talked about that. From yeah. transgender to transhuman: a manifesto on the freedom of freedom of form. And so, anyway, they're mm-hmm. trying to get her appointed to the he or whatever. You're trying to get appointed to the uh, NIH. There you go. The transhumanist party is working to get. Of course, because it's all about health, right? But anyway, Martine Rothblatt yeah. has some very like. You go to YouTube and listen to some of those speeches. It's like. And that's why with the Chan Zuckerberg biohub, like they're creating AI in order to manipulate these cells. And I don't know. It's like, who's programming this AI? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right. What are their views on humanity? Right. Well, the, you can look at it two ways. One is that. And that's what like the discussion that Whitney and I have had about using the like lying and saying that AI is the one, but it's really them inputting data that they want to output right. a certain way. Or if it goes into the realm of like sentient artificial intelligence so, and whether that means they decide you're a threat and that right. kind of thing. It's, and I just don't see any evidence for sentience. Like, yeah, I don't think we, it, we no, have no, yeah, it doesn't no. exist. And I don't really see any possibility no, I, of it. I've got some theory. I've got some theories on that, but I don't think it's gonna, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, don't I don't know. Think so. It's just my, well, my opinion I, is I, that like, I don't, I don't even know. 
Yeah. I think we're just like, we're like antennas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think consciousness exists out there. Like we just tap, our I brains agree. just tap into mm-hmm. this universal consciousness. Well, like I you totally can't agree with that. create like an artificial brain and have that, like, it's like the, like the, the, they call it the easy problem, the hard problem of AI consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's like the easy problem is like, we look at the brain and we can figure out exactly what synapses and what things happen to create like sight, sound, mm-hmm. you know, all of our sensations. Like, like you can see, like you can see right. where all those things are happening. But then the hard problem is like, where does the consciousness arise from? Like what animates us? Like and what creates that? There's That's so the much question. scientific yeah, evidence yeah, that yeah. consciousness does not come from the brain. Not, not from mm-hmm. within. It's like, we just yeah. tap into it, right. is what I think. And so yeah. like, you can't create a, an artificial thing that taps into that. Yeah, I mean, this is where like quantum mechanics, yeah. like that when you let yeah. people talk about like th- through science, they're believing in God. Yeah. Like it's a very strange exactly, conversation. Exactly. But with that, yeah, that's so but interesting. That's just my opinion. You know. No, I mean, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. But yeah. if you really break what right we are yeah. down, it's energy yeah. ultimately, yeah. right? And so that's, it's, that's the kind of the concept of where you're before or after, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's so interesting. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I love going down the rabbit hole of looking at and, and their their vision of what they're trying to pursue is like flawed to begin with because they're trying to pursue something that is just unattainable. I think, yeah, from that perspective, I don't know. You know, I think my my mindset is I don't think I fully understand it enough to be able to no. say whether or not I think it's possible. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like yeah. so beyond the like. But but I think that if if they're capable of creating, like I guess it really comes down to whether what you define as sentient. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. I know that they have their tests. I forget sure. what the term is for it. There's a name for that test. Right. Well, there's like but the Turing test. Right? That's what I think like it is. Old, old school, which I think we'll be way beyond that because mm-hmm. you can interact with a device and have it seem like it's okay, but so sentient, that's exactly you know, the point. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's it's, it's, a very yeah. real concern. Yeah. Like I actually just did an episode on this AI and more, more, the moral dilemma. Yeah. And that that's a real concern because what's happening is that reality is being blurred. Your mm-hmm. perception of reality totally. is totally being distorted. So right now, I think a lot of what AI creates, we still have kind of a radar for mm-hmm. that's not quite human. But what happens when you see this online already? Because we know that there are bots on social media and people literally engage in arguments with bots. Mm-hmm. And there are people yeah. who just they they have they don't have enough of a discernment to be able to realize they're they're having a full blown argument with a bot. Well, sometimes but, there's you there's value in in even with a bot. You know what I mean? Sure. Like breaking down a conversation right, because that people can of look the public it. Uh, yeah, optics right. of it. Sure, and you're still making your argument. And that that's fine. But what happens when when this becomes so much more pervasive you don't know the the, difference yeah where like because you have ai now creating music Mm -hmm. they're now the whole sag strike was about using the likeness and i personally don't love the direction that the the resolution was people are cheering over it but really all it did was incentivize actors to give their likeness because now they get paid more for it um so they are doing this they're already doing it but now it's going to amplify i believe uh of course that was what the dgwa uh you know our strike was all about also was the right so what happens when now you have all these different not just on social media but in the cultural realm where there's so much more ai creation and people st- have a hard time just and people sit more and more times on screens mm-hmm. they have a harder time discerning between reality right and AI. And then, then it's not necessarily that sentience occurs, but your perception of what's real and what's Which not. Which is all that really matters at the end yeah. of the day, right? And this is yeah. the, this, you, to your earlier point, it could very well be that this is being so oversaturated. So we end up in a position where, well, why don't we become transhuman? Because it's all the same mm-hmm. difference. But to, to, to your point you made, it's really interesting that that is exactly the point is that if so, if we, if we set a line all that time ago and said, yeah. that is what it means to be sentient. And then we, 
develop technologically enough to where we look back and go, well, that's not right anymore. Well, yeah. clearly, what's the difference then? Yeah. Like, we don't understand what that means. And so now we're at a point where we've drawn another line, yeah. right? And so my point is like that, what does it mean to be sentient? And so to me, it ultimately comes down to something that you would argue is is self-sufficient self mm -hmm. something that can make its own decisions that can reason yeah and that a computer can do that yeah right and so it's like it just it comes to a point to well, where a computer can't really do it on its own right and so but so that's the point is it what where do you cross that line into because you could create like you could argue that the algorithm would be that you know that's the god aspect Mm -hmm. You're going bing and you're giving it the, and then you back away and then it, it's something that can learn and grow. The recursive like AI you have machine argument, learning, yeah, yeah. right? So what's the real difference? Like this is a philosophical conversation, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's so crazy to see that where we get to that line. And I, my point is, I just think we've gotten to a point to where we've already passed it or mm -hmm. we never will. And it's like, mm -hmm. how do we ever define that as individuals? We right. look to people like that to go, this is that, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and we just like, I'm not, that's my earlier point is I don't think I have the knowledge to be able to mm -hmm. discern that. So that's what's yeah. terrifying. I think we're going to be played whether or not it's possible before that happens, if it ever will, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Eric Schmidt already laid it out that we'll get to a point very soon where AI will make these decisions and we'll be like, well, AI knows better. He literally, paraphrasing, right. literally well, said that's that. that's what they want. Terrifying. I mean, that's, that's, the, yeah. that's the narrative they're putting forth. I mean, the, the World Economic Forum had tons of, you know, symposiums on this. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Pentagon did the imagining uh, 2045. So they're, they're putting this whole narrative that, you know, AI is going to start taking over and making decisions. But ultimately, it's still yeah. based on machine learning. So, right. yes, there could even be potentially some sort of recursive uh, learning, which I think has already occurred, actually. But it's still based on input. So it's not it's not ultimately uh, independent of any human input or algorithmic input. Right. So what what so, would you, for the same conversation, which I agree with, what yeah. would you say then? So we are the same if you look at God being the input. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's really just a, a perception difference, mm -hmm. yep. you know, because ultimately there, God could be what, what, you know, what I believe it to be and well, some, or, or it could just be another entity out there that has the same kind of control that we currently have mm -hmm. over the development. Well, of, I would argue that like that's this, exactly the battle. Yeah, because, right. Because this is the Gnostic worldview versus a, uh, you know, belief that man is not God. And so right, right. if, if they essentially, I think you're right. That's what they want to create. They're creating. So they become the God. Right. And As they that, see themselves already. They, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's exactly what, and that's pretty much what they say. I mean, mm -hmm. Yvonne Noah Harari's book is Homo Deus. It's man yeah. God. Man right. God. I mean, yeah. They, they yeah. put it right out there. And he's, as it. you've seen too, he explicitly stated that in that interview where he said, soon enough, we're going to get to a point to where I forgot how he phrased yeah, it. Yeah. He says that, that uh, man will supersede the biblical right. God because the biblical God can only create organic life right. and uh, man will be able to create a, uh, sorry, yeah, they can only create organic life, but man will be able to create inorganic life, mm -hmm. which of course is yeah. this yeah. or or create universes in which it has their own parameters, right? And that's like mm -hmm. the mm. have you seen that Duncan Trussell? I remember I think he's uh it was a Netflix show or something where it's like universe simulators, where it's like mm -hmm. the idea being that like you know, you create all of the he like he, the AI creates all these little micro universes, like trillions of little, little universes. And they observe each one and they, and then it's just all these civilizations that are building in each little universe. Well, and then you go in and you like find ones that are developing cool technology and you like extract the technology from all the, the universe simulators. Right. And then he, but in the show, like hmm. he goes and travels to all these different universes and stuff like crazy. That. Well, and so like that, I mean, there's literally nothing stopping like anybody besides like moral dilemmas of creating these, like, like little universes, you know, well, I mean? like, in like a AI, computer, yeah, in a computer. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but, but, but okay. anything that, but they're, 
like fully assembled like sentient beings, right? Of that. But anyway, in, in the reality, well, sentient that, is debatable. But, but that's I, the thing. I, mean, I know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I'm making like, the same point. So the, it's anyway, crazy. so this is like the big, like the wider, like uh, simulation theory argument. Like, mm -hmm. Yes, that's in? exactly. Are we in right. something like so, that, right? And and that is what they want. I yeah. mean, you hear people like Kurzweil, you know, that they yeah. are talking about creating a, a singularity. They yeah. want to create the. Yeah. But uh, when I haven't seen what you're talking about. But that's essentially describing the AI world society, mm -hmm. and they've they've mapped that out. I mean, that's the AI, that's the uh, UN one hundred, and so they're mat there. It's a uh, remaking the world uh, uh, in the age of uh, global enlightenment, mm -hmm. and that's what they're talking about. They're imagining it, uh, the centennial of the UN, which is uh, uh, it was created in twenty uh, nineteen forty five. So of course this is twenty forty five, and they they had they did a whole like I think we talked about this on the show that. You know, they did a whole uh, symposium on rebuilding Ukraine because they want to make Ukraine the hub for this oh, AI God, world course. society. So all these other smart cities that they're talking why about. Why does that even make sense? The, well, they had to, they had to decimate it first. Why does it make sense, though? Like, why would you pick that location out of everything in the going on? The way? Like, that almost just reveals their hand, doesn't it? Like, we, let's pick that place that we're going to have to rebuild. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so the Wild. whole thing, it definitely, like, it's... It, it, like to your point about the different universes, I mean, like so right now, you know, you can play any number of games where you yeah. can build something and just back away and it'll right. develop its own. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, yeah, it's it's still input, you know, and it's just like it just comes down to our perception on what that means and and you know what whether it we feel that it's able to make. I don't know. It's 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 it, it's a philosophical conversation about whether we think these like I think like you said the main point is it will be abused and they will yeah. pretend that at one point. But it's so con interesting to talk about the idea of whether or not you know, what's the difference between a digital world where it has enough tech, the, the algorithm is so advanced. These things are making individual choices. They have yeah. a level of awareness, if you want to call it that, of yeah. what they're doing throughout their day. Like, you know, what's the real difference? And I know, I know from a technological level, but from, you know, philosophical, you back away exactly. and you look at it. It's like, aren't we just the same thing? And exactly. God, you know, exactly. it's, it's, it's crazy. Yep. Well, except that one, if you, if you believe there is a higher power, then you're distorting the nature of, nature of yeah. by doing that yeah oh totally yeah that's that's i i, I think what they're and doing transferring is transferring the power from the you know from if god to yeah. man is now exactly or it could be argued well, that here... god created us to create them like that's we, exactly we, we, we had to create we had, we're, we're just like the the intermediary between the next uh tier on the hierarchy of like, yeah you know whatever i actually agree with you but my to, to play the game is like right. I, you could argue that no, it will if, if god's all-knowing then and he gave us wouldn't that yeah then wouldn't be that be what god wants we meant to do that you know it's like <laughs> or you, i mean if you look at it as a spiritual battle you could say that there was some darker force oh, maybe yeah maybe, exactly. right exactly maybe, exactly yeah. see this, that gets impossible to get Whoa. it that actually becomes to like religious perspectives but you're right though you know it's it ends up being that you have to it's Trust your gut, essentially, right. your heart, and yeah. what you believe in. But back to bringing it back to this <laughs> yeah, point, sorry. I think no, I, that's fascinating. That's though I could amazing. talk about that forever. Yeah, I love this topic. But that it's what ultimately where we're at now is that you've got people in power right. in running countries that are just arguing that they can send like it's it's sort of like everything else we're seeing is they can like you know don't look at WikiLeaks, we'll tell you what it says. Yeah. Like, they're going to be some AI like, and that's where it gets into the religious aspect. Is there going to be some sort of a you know what's the right word for it? Uh, I don't know, like a person who is like a zealot of the AI world who was like mm -hmm. handing down the doctrine oh, yeah. from, you know, and then all the governments look I to the AI guy and that then, already. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. I, I really think that what, you know, and uh, Kissinger, Brzezinski, they all kind of laid this out that they were going to, you know, in terms of the uh, global architecture of uh, manufacturing this 
dialectical mm-hmm. push towards the one world government. Mm-hmm. They talked about stoking the tensions of the East and the West, and we're seeing that very much, right? And then ultimately it would be subsumed by the technocratic takeover. Right. And when you look at the organizations like the World Economic Forum, they really don't seem to be grooming another. I think it's one of two possibilities. Either there's going to be it's a it's a dialectical opposite supposedly ostensibly Mm -hmm. that is going to then take over but ultimately for the same goal just to push towards the technocratic takeover or they're going to groom and i think honestly what i'm seeing is both at play Mm -hmm. they're grooming the always right it's always yeah (laughs) they're they're grooming the technocrats currently Mm. and they're grooming them again to seem like the to appeal to the the other side you know, I mean, the one that comes to mind right now would be Elon, right? Mm-hmm. Every company he's involved in is instrumental in executing the fourth industrial revolution. Right. Exactly. Yet the quote unquote freedom fighting, freedom loving, whatever the, uh, the truthers, the dissident right, whatever you want to call them, all seem to be championing him. Of course. And, uh, like, like and, we said earlier, they're the ones now calling for other people to be censored because they're saying things they shouldn't about Israel when 30 seconds ago they were screaming about, and I shouldn't say they as all of them, obviously, right. but a lot of them. And it's like this, it's, that's the diet. That's the division we're talking yeah. about every other way. And then of course, you know, the propping the cult of personality, you know, they, they did just bring Alex Jones back onto. Yeah. That, was that official? Well, I think yeah, I saw well, that. So, and, and since we've been sitting here, apparently uh, they just did a Twitter space. I saw that the earlier. Big, the big yeah. thing right Him now. Him and Vivek and. No, else, it's, right? it's, it was, it was Alex Jones and Elon Musk. Like, yeah, yeah. It says Vivek and freaking Matt Gates and like, and I think they even said, what's his name? Mr. I forget his name now. Tate, Andrew Tate. Oh, Kate, yeah, Tate. Supposed Tate to be there. Yeah, so this is going to be. Oh, boy. But of course, it was like, <laughs> we have to beg hero Elon mm. to. You, yeah, right? but, like, but I, I saw a post from Jason Bassler, our friend, and he posted all his accounts like, hey, what about me, bro? Like all of his, uh, you know, free thought project, policing the police, all his accounts exactly. are still suspended. So because Elon, it's not real, guys. Get boy Jason it's, back on We need to for Like, that's the point. Like, I don't yeah. believe this is genuine for a second. Yeah. yeah I, well, but, and what about the, the whole begging, right? Like, it's like he, he was probably going to do this. I, mm-hmm. I think this was kind of planned in the works for a long time. I agree. But hey, let's let's make the masses beg and really show where the power lies for a while, you know. Uh, and then yeah. then you're even more invested in it. Hero Elon. And then you have Alex uh, AJ saying like, Elon's a hero. He's a hero to free speech. And the, the game goes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and exactly. people still, I mean, think think of how ridiculous it is to have somebody like Alex or anybody else saying he's saving free speech while well, we can literally prove that he's censoring people. And yet we still listen to, to Alex and the rest of them. God, it's frustrating. It's just such provable two-party BS and it's constantly in our faces. I just think, I, but I still wonder, I, my worry is about the actual, the not people invested in the two-party team sport politics, but the honest people who get played by it. Well, you know, who see it from the outskirts and they go, oh, yeah, maybe Elon is real because we like Alex. It's like, well, come on, guys. Either Alex is choosing to lie about this for he, because he thinks it'll benefit the truth. And maybe that's the case mm-hmm. or because he thinks it'll benefit him. And either way, he's lying. He's not fighting for free speech. We can prove that he is yeah. censoring people every day or on millions of topics. You know, still COVID stuff, by the way. Still oh, totally. so people like uh, what's her name? I forget now. There's people that were in the beginning super like, yay, Elon, who very quickly were like, well, okay, then you didn't let me, you, you censored me again. You censored mm-hmm. our friend. You didn't let even, you know, Alex was a point, you know, didn't let Alex back on. So I think the point is that this, just like you said, is being 
I think it's even bigger, like the twi- the the town square concept, you know, like yeah. the Twitter spaces idea. Like they're just trying to drive people into this game where all news happens on Twitter. Yep. And it's just, it's hard not to engage with the platform. It's yeah. so huge, but yeah. it's obvious that we're being played into it, I think, right I now. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a good spot to kind of end on, yeah. I think, guys. <laughs> you know, I, it's a good conversation today. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I, I actually really enjoy the, 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 the smart tech aspect of this. And you know why I think to, uh, that final note on that, that I think is so interesting to me about the smart dust is that it's been around for so long. Yeah. It's been, it's like, we're going on like two decades, I think. Right. Yeah. Even. Yeah. I mean, give, I bet you it's long before that, quite frankly, but it's been viable and used. I always show that, that symposium where yeah. they're talking about yeah. the, the new, the, the mu chip from like 2010 or it's just so crazy. It's been around for so long and we, and we don't ever hear about it. Right. That's what scares me. That it must be somewhere, and I genuinely, whether it's in the injections or in the sky or in all of it, it, it really does it. work. They're talking about doing it in water now. I bet you they already have, yeah, right? Totally. Oh, you know, on that funny note, I somebody brought up the whole watch the water from the queue thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking, I swear, that's how that's always been used. They yeah. use they they gaslight around real yeah, topics around real to- in oh, order to get you to think it's fake, and they, they obviously like a whole stew aspect of it. They they mm-hmm. say dumb things that are wrong, right. but it's around a real topic, right? Yeah. Well, when you talk to psychological operations guys, like I, at least the ones I've spoken to have all said that it's like ninety percent truth mm. and ten percent lie, and right. they said even that ten percent lie is typically more contextual or omission. So it's almost like a hundred percent truth that they yeah. use for psychological operations. Yeah. So yeah, that's a definitely. And they, when the part of the reason I brought up this topic, I'm obviously not an expert. I really just learned about it. Um, but the reason I brought it up is because it's been around since 2016. That's crazy. So, and I'm just now hearing about it. So what have they been doing for, it's been eight years. Right. Like what have they been doing? Yeah. It's probably pumping through your veins right now. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm joking, but I'm not, you know, like I just, no. that's, I genuinely worry about that. And it, actually making a good point back to the whole tinfoil hat or whatever else. It's mm-hmm. like, we should not dismiss these things because it sounds outrageous. That's right. usually what's going on behind yep. the scenes in so many ways, you know, Yep. Absolutely. but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll end with the CIA clip. It'll be good. But you guys want to end with anything, anything you want to shout out before we take uh, off today? No, just uh, all my stuff is at libertylinks.io forward slash rebunked, right? Articles, do podcasts, the whole deal. Rock and roll. Yeah, and I'm CourtneyTurner.com. That's like Courtney, so C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y-T-U-R-N-E-R.com. Rock and roll. Well, thanks as always, guys, for joining us. And remember, be a dissident. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Well, one of the four principal functions of the CIA is to gather intelligence and and ideally forward it to the, the president, the users of information, the policymakers, as they say. There are other functions, however, some of them more legitimate than others. One is to run secret wars, the covert action that's written and talked about so much, like what's happening in Nicaragua today from Honduras. Another thing is to disseminate propaganda to influence people's minds and this is a major function of the CIA and uh, unfortunately of course it overlaps into the gathering of information you you have contact with a journalist you will give him true stories you'll get information from him you'll also give him false stories you do buy his confidence with true stories you buy his confidence and set him up We've seen this happen in, uh, recently with Jack Anderson, for example, who, who has his intelligence sources, and he has also admitted that he's been set up by them. 
know, every fifth story just simply being false. Uh, you also work on their human vulnerabilities to recruit them in a classic sense to make them your agent so that you can control what they do so you don't have to set them up sort of, you know, by, by putting one over on them so you can say, here, plant this one next Tuesday. Can you do this with responsible reporters? Yes, the church committee brought it out in 1975 and then Woodward and Bernstein put an article in Rolling Stone a couple of years later. Uh, 400 journalists cooperating with the CIA, uh, including some of the biggest names in the business. Mm -hmm.